What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. G-L-E-S Eagles Seventy-six hours, twenty-one minutes. Welcome in everybody. Right away, I had to give it to you, Derek Gunn. Yes, we are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Happy Friday Eve, as we say. It is Thursday. And man, oh man, I could not be any more excited for not only the game tonight between the Lions and the Chiefs, but the fact that we are now three days away from Eagles football. What's up, Gunner, my man? I uh, mean, look, tonight. Yes. First, we're Monday, Tuesday. Now it's tonight. And you know what? I'm calmer than I thought I would be <laughs> because I know it is upon us. Yeah. And then my daughter, my oldest daughter, reminds me, well, you know you have the two little ones overnight tonight. Oh. I'm like, uh. And you don't you don't want to give a certain facial expression because then they throw the oh so you so you don't want to see your grandkids and I'm oh, like no that's nothing to do no. oh, that has that Jedi mind trick has nothing to do with it it's the first meaningful game of the season all man. right here here's the question what time do they go to bed generally like uh, at home they go to bed around eight thirty ish and here is like nine thirty all right here here's here's suggestion all right. Is it possible that they skip the nap if they nap during the day 
So they right around eight o'clock, night night. Now, see, mom, mom has a nap with them because she works overnight tonight, her and her husband both, number one. Um, number two, like I told you, you know, she sends us all these videos and pictures. Oh, they slept until 9 o'clock this morning. Oh, no. <laughs> the little boy comes here, and I think he tortures me on purpose. He he wakes up 5, 6. Yeah, you're in trouble, man. I know. And I got to, you know, I got to watch the game and then talk about it tomorrow. I'm like, seriously? You know, Really? So I'm like, yeah, what is this? John Dickerson. D Gun's gonna dip their pacifiers in bourbon. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what though? When when babies are teething, you know what we used to do is take a little whiskey and rub it on their gums. The yeah, back in the day. Yeah. Yeah, you know. Absolutely. Hey, you know, luck, um, unfortunately they don't they don't have pacifiers. So I gotta do something, man. Just, oh, like, they don't do the binkies. No, no. No. Okay. No. That used to always help the kids go down for me. I know. I know. Now they're done. They're past that stage now. And okay, okay. I got to do something, man. I'm about to slip a little something in the milk tonight. <laughs> well, Mickey, slip a Mickey in there. No, I don't mean Mickey Mouse. Yeah, I got you. I got you. Um, but even look, worst case, they go to bed at nine. You'll miss a quarter. You won't miss a ton. You know, you'll be all right. I ain't missing no quarter. I'm telling you that now. I'll be <laughs> rocking. Him. Look, I'm trying I'll to give you the positive side of this thing, man. Uh, look. I'll be rocking him to sleep with the TV on in the dark. So all right, all right. He's no, and he the, he the thing he's nosy. Any kind of movement, he's yeah. So yep. you, when, I'm, when I'm rocking, I got to hold his head like this, and he doesn't sit still. Oh. Nobody can hold this kid still. So I got to bear hug him to hold him, and then when I start singing to him, is when he settles down. Right. I am not missing. I am missing. I this got kid. you. I got you. I got you. That might be time if Trish is home to hand hand off the Trish the Trish handoff right around eight o'clock. Yeah. Here's what she does. Okay, you get Eli, I get Ari because Ari's two. She's yeah. easier to deal with, but they get she gives me Eli, who's so, who's you know more wild. Yes, he's more active. I got you. I got you. All right, all right. Well, keep us posted tomorrow. How much you missed? How much of the game that he did in fact miss? Why don't we do a little? Why don't we do a little shout out today? Uh, tell us where you're at. All right, we haven't done one yeah. in a minute. Football uh, Thursday, come on. I see John, I see So, I see Kason, I see SB Ricky, Mr. Taz, William, William Stark, and William Randall. We'll get a double shot of Williams. I see Philly, uh, I see everybody. So it, it, you hit us up, hit us up. Tell us where you're, you're, uh, you're jumping on from. We always like to do that, uh, that's for sure. So I gave you the eagle countdown, Derek. Yep. We're, we are less than eight hours until the game, the aforementioned Lions and the Chiefs, and we sit here right now not knowing if Travis Kelsey's going to go. And I like, I would think by now, if if Chris Jones isn't in, Chris Jones isn't playing tonight, uh, you would think. But uh, a case on from St. Louis, nice. Okay, all right, I like it. Yeah, Tw- Mr. Twi- Twiz, I'm going to be getting to that in a second. It, 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 we'll do it, sip us. We'll get to that in a second. But uh, I don't, I didn't bring it up. I know, I know, I know. I know. Uh, Sean's in Hawaii. I love it. Oahu. Uh, John nice. Dickerson's in Northern Illinois. Uh, SB Ricky's in manufacturing, South Carolina, Wyoming for tailored. There's our, there's our girl, uh, mood swing Bella and fitness rebel are our girls, uh, West Virginia yeah. by way of Delco for twiz, a Delco man. I like okay, it. Okay. All right. So, um, Tyrone, we don't New know. York, Delaware. Nice. Oh, long, long be from Ireland. Beautiful, man. Nice. Uh, nice. Sweet. Welcome. Yes. 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 Uh, Jalen from North Carolina. Carolina. I like it. Yes. That. Keep it coming. Keep it. We love knowing where people are, are checking us out from. I love we it. We do. We do. Um, Gunner, I don't know if he's going to play or not, but it sounds like Travis Kelsey's doing everything he can to play. I give the guy props. He could have just shut it down for the week, but 
sounds like they're going to try and go through some walkthrough stuff today. And then tonight before the game, he's going to try it too. Andrew is in Massachusetts. We got Philly wow. MM in Levittown. Uh, Twiz is in South Carolina, though. Nice. Uh, you know, Donegal for Gorby, Donegal, Ireland. Where? Um, yeah, that's just awesome, man. I love this. Frank love it. Schwanksville for Jim. Cool. What? Yeah. Very cool. Where's, where's, where's Shrank? Where's uh, Schwanksville is in Pennsylvania. I believe that is considered Montgomery County. Oh, uh, really? Okay. I've never heard yeah. of that one. Okay. Correct me if I'm wrong, Jim. I went to a wedding once in Schwanksville. So it's a, it's a very nice area. Very nice area. Eric, Eric Brooks. I'm in White Castle with B. Brooks. <laughs> <laughs> Mood Swing Bella uh, checking in. Uh, Christy. Hey, Christy. Uh, she's from Mount Laurel with the high school at Camden Catholic. Okay. Uh, at Maria. Uh, oh, Mario. Mario. Sorry. Mario is in Trenton. Uh, Jim G. It's right near Limerick, uh, according to Jim. If you know where Limerick is, guys. See Tina just over the bridge in Cinnamon. So, oh yeah, I know where that Cinnamon is. Cinnamon, yeah, Cinnamon's great area. Yep, yeah, yep. I know that. Uh, Beautiful so, area. Yeah, so we don't know what, where things stand for tonight's game uh, yet. I don't know, Derek. Here, here's where I'm at, and and um, S. Blunt is in Virginia Beach, Virginia. Nice. I'm kind of feeling like even if I know this sounds crazy, even if Kelsey and Jones don't play tonight, I think the Chiefs win. I said the same thing. Yeah, there's just something about this team, dude. Now, we're going to find out, I think, how much or how little Eric Bieniemy meant to that offensive structure, okay? But I just think that this team, and as good as we think Detroit could be, and I said it yesterday, Detroit could lose this game and still have a great season. You know, I hope, and you, But you know a lot of people are going to measure Detroit by this one game and, and forget about there's still 16 games to play. Right. Okay. If Kansas City loses this game, I still expect Kansas City to win the AFC West. Yes, you know, lost three games last year. Yeah. No, I agree. I mean, look, at some point, I, the, the Kelsey thing doesn't seem to be long-term. So he'll, he'll be back probably soon if he doesn't go tonight. I, I, I don't know. I mean, after the Bosa thing, does that speed up the process here a little bit at least for Jones or not? I, I don't know. I mean, what's the impact of that? I don't think so. Um, I think whatever Kansas City's strategy is to get it done, they're going to do it. They're not going to buckle the pressure elsewhere. Right. You no, know, that's not Andy Reid, Brett Veach way of doing things. You know, they're going to take care of it in their own time. And, and I think they're going to, it may be, and I tell you what, this game tonight may determine how quick or how long they take to get this Chris Jones things done. If they come out and have three or four sacks, the defense is attacking against this Lions offense and they corral Detroit, they go, okay, we're all right for a while. We're okay. There's no rush. But if they get run all over, can't get to the quarterback, it may expedite the process a little bit. Right. You when you talk about that, uh, you know, Kelsey dealing with a bone bruise, that thing's tricky, man. You can go out there and run and feel good, but first time you take a hit on it, no doubt. You find a slight hit, man. It's like excruciating pain. Yeah. Um, but Kelsey is as tough as anybody comes. And if he feels he can get out there, he's gonna be out there. And I'm sure they'll have ex- extra padding on that thing as well. But when you're talking about a hyper hyperextended knee. Uh, and he's a big target too, and you got smaller backs. What do they do? Go right down and try to take him out of the knees. Well, and uh, your excuse is, I'm not allowed to go for your head. I got to chop exactly. you. I got to go low. Yeah. You know, you you cut him down any way you can, especially a bigger guy who can run like him. Yeah. You know, so if I was the Chiefs, I'd err on the side of caution. I wouldn't play him tonight, to be honest. Yeah, I would too. Uh, but we'll we'll see what ends up happening. We get any word throughout the course of the show. Naturally, we will uh, we'll pass it along. All right, so. It was John Dickerson. Kelsey has a case of the Mahomes. 
he'll be sprinting down the field. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, he'll look faster than he's ever looked. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right, so practice today, Derek, and be- prior to practice today, Michael Clay, who was the special teams coordinator, spoke. And I, I will just give you a-, a-, a quote from him. Here we go. Here we go. He said, quote, I think you probably know who the punter and the punt returner are at this point. When 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 I when I broke the story that they were cutting Sippos, and then all of a sudden the next day they resigned him to the practice squad, I said, Why did you resign him? And the response I got was insurance policy. Now they've had a number of guys in here punting, you know, and, and I thought there were some pretty good punters let go by other teams, and they brought a few of them in here. They didn't like any of them. Yep. For whatever reason. You mean to tell me not one of the people you brought in here was better than Sippos? That, that that's the thing. The I mean, of, how bad must these guys have been? That tells you the state of punting in the NFL. If you can't find one better than Sippos right now. Oh, my God, man. So it looks like Sippos is going to be back, and, and Covey's going to be returning punts. You know, oh, we, don't say that. The more things change, the more they stay the same. I guess. I, you don't think Zacchaeus can get back there? I do, and and he's actually listed as the number one guy on the depth chart. But you know that that's not a lock. That's that's that that's oh. just basically them doing what they have to do. I mean, they took the same approach last year. It was basically just, you know, break glass. All right, Covey, come on. And yeah. now you're now the same thing's happening here with the punter. It. it I don't know that Clay says that unless Clay's really playing, you know, poker here with people i think it's it's looking like it's both of them i'm shocked Crash i'm shocked Zippo's Crash is back. i don't even like i'm telling you i i know i don't expect anything but i know he's going to at least secure the ball true i feel like sipos is going to hurt them at some point maybe not sunday but at some point and yeah. i don't i know i don't get it this is one of the i i think they they make so many good moves man uh oof, i don't know Hey, the best the best play of Sippos's tenure last year was when he got hurt. What did he run out of bounds? He 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 took a punt, ran it, and got hurt. What was it? It got blocked behind the line of scrimmage. He made it like a crazy athletic play, right? He yeah. scooped it. Yeah, scooped took it off and ran. around. Then yeah, but then and that's how he blew his ankle out. Yeah, and, and it picked up pretty good yards, and then got got blown up along the sidelines. Never saw him again. Yeah. You know? Um, I just I'm just sitting here perplexed, Rob, why they can't find a punter better than this guy. I'm just shocked. I'm shocked. I don't get it. I don't get it. I, I don't know. I mean, look, there's a lot of times I say with them, I, I'm not quite seeing this, and then it works out. So I, I hope that this is one of those instances, Derek. But I, I am telling you right now, and, and I'm, like I said, might not be now, might not be next week, could be a month from now, could be the playoffs. He's going to bite you in the rear end. I hope I'm wrong. So I'll just leave it at that. And because I, and because you are such in such a football high, as I sit here today, I will not mention the name Sippos between now and, Thank and you. tomorrow. And I would appreciate everybody in the chat. Not Let's refrain from the S word. You know, right? it's not going to happen. You know, see, know. now that you put it now out. Now everybody's going to do it, yeah. yes. Yeah, haven't you learned your lesson yet? No, obviously. Seriously? <laughs> obviously have you not, not learned your lesson? Oh, God. All right. I have a, uh, I have a good Eagles question I want to hit you with in a minute. But I, let's hit a couple right. other things. So everybody practiced today. The only guy who didn't practice yesterday was Josh Job, and that was yeah. that was an illness. He's good, so they are pretty healthy. I mean, you see some of the injuries that some other teams are dealing with. You know, some heavy hitter types like Kelsey, so that's good. The Eagles are healthy going into the game, barring any kind of uh, any kind of setbacks here. So uh, I'm really interested. We're going to talk to Tom Curran 
who covers the Patriots at one o'clock for NBC NBC Sports New England. And uh, we'll we'll get everything. We'll get the down low on their outlook, the injuries on the offensive line, Bill O'Brien edition. What he thinks of Matt Patricia going to the Eagles, how much of an advantage or, or not. Uh, the relationship with Belichick and Kraft, <clears throat> just kind of where that thing is. Uh, Patriots offseason and get his thoughts on the Eagles. I'm looking forward to uh, to talking to him. Now, here we go. <clears throat> the Sipposis are, are starting. Thank you so dope. Thank you. Uh, but anyway. I didn't mention it. I didn't say anything. Yeah. Um, and then at 1.30, we had him on last week, Derek, uh, Coach Billy Crocker of Eastern. Yep. And they played their first game of the year this past Saturday. And I'll tell you what, it was a heck of a game. They, they hung in there. So we will uh, we'll talk to him about his school's first game last week and then look ahead to what they have in store this week. All right, um, Phillies win. And it was it was really, you kind of knew from the jump, Wheeler was in Wheeler mode. He, he, had, he had electric stuff yesterday, and he pitched great. He really yes, he did. did. Yes, yeah, he, he was awesome. I- I'm sitting there hoping and praying, Rob, please let this man pitch a full game so you don't have to go to the bullpen. Yeah. But the bullpen came in and did his job. Yeah, yeah. they were fine. Yep. Uh, but, man, he was on point yesterday. And so as we sit here now, he's the only pitcher you can come close to, to trusting right now. That goes for starters and relievers. No doubt. You know, yep. but, man, man, he was rock solid yesterday. Uh, yeah, I, I, he was, you know, you kind of just know it sometimes and you could just see it almost from the first inning that his stuff was just, it was moving. It was all over the place and he was awesome. And right. you know, hey, look, the guy's, the guy's been a, a great free agent signing by the Phillies. There's no other way to put it. He has come over you know, here from the Mets and just been awesome. So uh, they win, they take two out of three, which is the biggest thing. They get a, a day to rest after coming off the West coast and they're back at it against the hot Miami team. Tomorrow, so there's two teams, Derek, and we'll get into the Phillies a little bit later. So just just quickly on this, that are um, that are really hot, that are nipping at the Phillies' heels. Uh, the Marlins have won six in a row, yep. Yep. and the Cubs have won four in a row and seven of ten. Yep. So you know the Phillies are only a game and a half up on on Chicago, and they're they're five up right now on the Marlins. So this is an, a really important series, and they go Marlins and then four against the Braves. So some some big boys here. Some real big boys. Marcus chiming in. He has the Eagles at 12 and 5, NFC East champs. Uh, Jalen Hurts, MVP. Yeah, yep. distinct possibility. Yep. You know, if the stars are aligned correctly, that's a distinct possibility. Yeah. Um, you know, they have everything they need to have another excellent season, uh, despite the schedule they're going to face. But if they stay healthy like they did last year, um, you know, like we talked about yesterday, 12 wins is definitely in the realm of their grasp. No question about that. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Agreed. All right. So uh, let me hit you with the Eagles question of the day, Derek. And before we dive into, I have scenarios I want to hit you with at 1230. But, right. uh, and, and and our buddy Jonathan Gannon added again. So we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that. Yeah, but here's the Eagles question. Um, and it's a question question. It's a, it's a question wrapped in a question. What's the biggest question you have regarding the 23 Eagles? The biggest one you go and you say – Hmm. Don't know about that one. What would it be for you if you had to put your finger on one? Yeah, right. Not easy. I would say run defense. Run defense. Okay. We'll say That's run a good defense. one. I, run I, w- I would sum it up in one more. I'll let you expand on that, but I would sum it up in one word. I'd say youth. Youth. Okay. okay. Just because there's unproven talent and I, I use the word talent because I think they're talented but it's unproven and you never know how that translates even when you played at a high level at schools like Georgia 
to the NFL. All right, but tell me, tell me your fear about the about the run. So, so stout and as talent laden as they were last year, down the stretch, the run defense basically broke down, um, and it was no more glaring than it was in that Super Bowl game. Um, and as you just said, now you're sprinkling in a whole new collection of players, and we've talked, you know, endlessly all summer about the big question marks at strategic positions on that defense. And I just think, you know, I, I don't know if they're as stout as they were as they are this year against the run as they were. When they initially brought in Indomica Sue and Linville Joseph, man, I tell you what, that run defense was stout. Mm-hmm. Then all of a sudden teams started figuring out something and they started attacking them and they were gaining decent yards on the ground against this defense. Right. Which in some ways was also handcuffing the, the rush. Um how much better or mediocre is that run defense going to be? Because if the run defense is porous, that means the opposing offenses are on the field a lot longer, which means your lethal offense is not on the field. And so I have big concerns about them defending the run right now until I see it. Now, this will be a decent test because they did. the Patriots did have a 1,000-yard rusher, but the Patriots at this point are down three offensive linemen. Right. So how, how average – or good will that running attack be now that the Patriots have Stevenson and Zeke back there? You know, that's a nice combination. It is. And it's a, it's a great point. You know, we may not know this week it because the Patriots offensive line is so banged up, you know, how, how stout the Eagles are going to be against the run. They may right. not be able to, to run block. Right. You know, I think we always think when, when offensive lines are in shambles or banged up, that it's, it's just the passing game. It's, it affects the running game too. And this team, this Patriots team is going to need to be able to run the ball. They, oh, you, can't, you can't have Mac Jones dropping back 40 times a game. If you no, do, you're done. I no, mean, you're going to be in trouble. You're playing um, right into the Eagles' hands. You know, Belichick wants that balanced offense. He's got to have that balanced offense. And, you know, I'm sure I, I'd be shocked um, if, if uh, Bill O'Brien doesn't go to a quick pass game against this Eagles' defense. Yeah. You know, dink and dunk his way down the field. One, two, three, throw. Mm-hmm. They don't have a collection of great receivers – but they do have a collection of possession receivers, Kendrick Bourne, yeah. Devontae Parker, Juju Smith-Schuster. They yeah. can wiggle free for yeah. a fraction of a second. See, mm-hmm. is it going to be one, two, three dump? Is it going to be dumping it out to the flats of the tight end, you know, and then try to hit them with, you know, delayed draw runs, you know, misdirection runs, uh, so on and so forth. You know, how will they try to negate that Eagles speed on defense? You know, on paper, you know, Eagles got a lot of speed on that defense, you know, Jalen Carter. Nicobe Dean, Nolan, Nolan Smith, mm-hmm. you know, even Brandon Graham, Josh Sweat. Hassan Reddick's fast. Hassan Reddick. You know, they've got speed on that defense. Um, so how will it what will the Patriots try to do to negate that Eagle speed on defense? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, fair. Fair that's question. An, that's a concern. But I, I I concur with what you're saying here in general about the run game because it was a it was a big deal last year. It, it, it got masked because the Eagles were up big in so many games that teams had to throw all the time. Yeah. But this year you're going to be in closer games where teams are not going to have to just try and come back quickly right. where you can pound the football. And we're going to find out more. And, and you know, this is, again, I, I, I always go back to this. This is where Jordan Davis is going to have to show you that he can play. Because yeah. his specialty is going to be occupying blockers and yep. stuffing the run, even more so than Jalen Carter. Not to say Jalen Carter can't do it, but this is where Jordan Davis is going to have to show you that he's the real deal, man. And I don't know yet. I don't know. I'm, I'm definitely giving him this year for sure, but I just don't know at this point. I was a little surprised when he came out and said that he's still 340. I thought that the, that the motive was 
get him up, get him down a few pounds and make him even quicker. But he's still around 340. So how much will that affect his stamina, if any? Right. And will that affect how many plays they can put him in there if his stamina is not up to where it needs to be? Yeah. And I think I think Long Beef is right. Um, Patriots are going to test the Kobe Dean. I, I, I think that's sure. true. I, I, I do. I would. Yeah, I buy it. I, I would. And that look, that applies to all the younger guys, you know, I, I, I think Absolutely. they're going to test. And that's why I, I say youth. Um, you think about it, j- either starting Derek or in a rotation, Jalen Carter, Jordan Davis, Nicobe Dean, Reed Blankenship, Nolan Smith. Yep. All of those guys, either yeah. in their second or first year. And then on top of that, how much is Sidney Brown going to play? Or Sidney Brown's another one to throw in. Yeah. Um, so there's no question. If I'm the Patriots, I'm testing. I'm testing every avenue possible to see if there's a weak link, and if so, I'm going to t- continuously attack it until they force us to do something else. Yeah, plain and simple. Yeah, you know, uh, you know, this is not a this Patriots offense is not what you would call an electric offense by any stretch of the imagination. They're going to play a number of those offenses later in the season, mm-hmm. but this is an offense that can be very basic but very efficient if they find a weak link in that Eagles defense. Yeah. You know, and if that is the case, this game could be closer than it should be, to be honest. Yeah, I agree. I agree with you. Uh, that So there, they would be the, the biggest questions uh, for me. All right, let's get a timeout. Let's come back. And when we do, <clears throat> we'll talk a little more Jonathan Gannon and an interesting piece from Marcus Hayes uh, from the Philadelphia Daily News and Inquirer. And I'm going to hit Gunner with five – burning eagles questions five burning questions for d gun regarding this eagle season again one o'clock tom kern from nbc sports new england 130 billy crocker our nfl segment coming up at two o'clock like we always do birthdays movies all that good stuff all right don't go anywhere he's Derek. i am rob we are sports take jacob sports youtube network all right i can tell you about the uh the great folks at bravo pizza i, I tell you all the time man i'm i'm, I'm always in there uh, i'll be in there tomorrow and they know i i walk in man i'm like norm from cheers they're like rob you know and then we and then we uh we talk about sports that's basically what we do but it's a lot of fun man uh but bravo pizza we're happy that they're a part of the uh Part of the channel, part of the show. I've been going there since I was a kid. They've been family-owned since 1985. you got Alex and the great crew in there each and every day turning out amazing food. Bravo Pizza has 20 different styles of pizza. They have slices to go. I get the grandma. That's my go-to. That's the upside down. But they have you name it, they'll make it. Specialized pizza your way. They don't just do pizza. They do fresh pasta, sandwiches, wraps, wings, salads. But they're also committed to the community. I'm going to get into this a little bit more in a second. But... They have fundraisers for charities, for schools, for little leagues, where the proceeds go to those organizations. And you can you can follow them on Instagram and Facebook uh, at Bravo Pizza of for daily specials and promotions. They're at thirteen oh five Westchester Pike Manoa Shopping Center in Havertown. Thirteen oh five Westchester Pike Manoa Shopping Center in Havertown. They're at six one zero. If you want to give them a call, six one zero four four six thirty eight ten six one zero four four six thirty eight ten. Now, I mentioned how much Bravo does for the community and for charities and whatnot. This is awesome, okay? A pizza for a cause. September 11th, which is this Monday, from 11 a.m. to 8 p.m., 12% of all sales go to help Team Foster provide service dogs to injured and disabled veterans. 
Yes, Bravo Pizza of Havertown and Bravo Pizza of Oxford. As I mentioned, Bravo Pizza of Havertown, 1305 Westchester Pike in Havertown. Bravo Pizza of Oxford, 601 Commons Drive in Oxford. That's 610-467-1616. That's what Bravo Pizza is all about. And, and this is so critical on so many levels and so important um, if you're not you know, familiar with what this, with, with team Foster, by the way, you can donate too, even if you can't make it out um, to Bravo pizza, you can just go to teamfosterorg slash donate teamfosterorg slash donate found it in honor of captain Eric Foster. He was an army ranger who was killed in action in 2007. Team Foster's mission is no hero left behind. Team Foster raises money to provide service dogs and for disabled veterans. To this date, Team Foster has raised $2 million and helped to partner nearly 500 dogs with vets in need. All right. More than 20 vets and service members lose their, lose their lives to suicide every single day. Let me tell you that again. More than 20 vets and service members lose their lives to suicide every single day. Service dogs are invaluable tools in that fight. More than just pets, these service animals are highly skilled, life-saving animals who have been trained for two years, and they cost $25,000 plus per dog. So if you could do anything, if you can stop out to either Bravo Pizza of Havertown or Oxford or just donate, they would appreciate it at teamfoster.org slash donate. If you own a company and you're not producing a podcast, you're missing out. The public consumes messaging when they're ready. Join the professional podcast network of companies and let Jacob Media Partners put you in the podcast arena. Come to our professional studio or we'll come to your place of business and professionally produce your company podcast. Call Jacob Media right now at 267-261-3428. 267-261-3428. Heading down the shore. Here, imaginations run wild and time stands still. Because here, you can find the best of the Jersey Shore all on one five-mile island. So leave the old you behind and get lost in the woods. Southeastern PA in Delaware with Colony Pools this football season. And let the experts close your pool with a custom Merlin safety cover in green for the birds. And if you join our winter watch team, 
We'll give you another 20% off, and Colony Pools will handle it all. Keep your tiles on your pool, not in your pool. Fly with Colony right now, Birds fans. Visit flywithcolony.com. What's up, folks? Thanks for hanging out with us. We do appreciate it. That's Derek. I am Rob. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. If you could, let's get on a little run here uh, with the like button, friends, if, if we could. Let, let's see what we can do. See what we get this bad boy up to uh, today. We haven't we haven't gone on a like run in a minute, so let's do it if you could. All right. Um, we mentioned this yesterday, Derek. There was a piece in The Athletic by uh, Zach Kiefer, who who uh, writes, who covers um, right. Arizona for the, for the Athletic. And in it, you know, he does a he does a long Q and A with Jonathan Gannon, and you know, there's some things in there where, you know, just the usual stuff. But you know, when when the it came to the Eagles, um, you know, Gannon at one point talking about the Super Bowl, sort of took responsibility. Said, you know, the 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 second call, I think he said was on him for those two touchdowns that happened like about three minutes apart. The other one, he kind of intimated like we got to make that play, meaning the players doing. I don't. I don't argue with that. I think I don't argue. argue. I, yeah. I stated that yesterday. Yeah, I don't, you did. I don't. So no, no issue there, really. I'm just, I'm just kind of giving you some of the background of this. But also in it, at one point, he says, uh, in, in the first season, which was 2021, with uh, Nick Sirianni, they were two and five, and Sirianni basically came into him and was like, "I'm just, I'm overwhelmed. I can't, I can't coach all the aspects of the team I need to coach while I'm calling plays." And Gannon says that he said to him, "Hey, give it up, give it to Shane. You know, let him take it over, and you, that way you can you can manage everything else." And then Nick said, "Yeah, but it's going to make me look like a failure." And and Gannon said, "Hey, we're we're three and fourteen. We're fired anyway. Who cares? Go for it. Whatever." And that that ends up happening. Oh, okay. And the Eagles got on a run, and the rest is history. So then, um, yet today, Marcus Hayes of the Inquirer, who we've had on the program had a story basically saying that the Eagles are like, this is utter nonsense. This is completely made up. That scenario never happened. And this is another situation with Gannon where the, at least, the, you know, in some people's minds, he's kind of talking out of both sides of his mouth. Like if you remember, um, he said that the reporters in Philadelphia wanted him fired. Do you remember that? Where, where no reporter or were asking him questions or whatever. But then he, in this story, he says, I regret saying that. I should have never said it. It was some fans. It was radio that I was listening to. It wasn't the reporters. This guy just, he's a, he's kind of a weird, loose cannon, Derek. Well, first of all, yeah, you, Rob, reporters won again and fired. I mean, come on, seriously. We all know this. Um, we, we, you know, the fan base more so than reporters, but there were reporters out there putting stories out. Is he overmatched, you know, his strategy or lack thereof, you know, uh, it was a little, it was a little bit of that out there. I, I think, it, I don't think any reporter out now called for him being fine. I hear. No, but. no, no. I'm saying put little indirect messages out there, little indirect yeah. quotes on, on social media and in their column yep. and on their talk shows about Gannon's defensive strategy. Now I will say you were loyal to Gannon 
I was to finish, you know, and, and, you know, I will give you that kudos to you. You stood your ground and no matter how good or bad you, you, you were there with the Gan wagon until the Super Bowl when you said you put a torch to it. I'll never yeah, right. And I, and I, I, yeah, like I, I still don't think he was as bad a coordinator as people think. However, however, I'm done. Yeah. I'm, I've, I've checked out for sure. But, but I want to know how was the question prefaced? First of all, to, to solicit that answer from Gannon. Um, and Gannon, you have to be smart enough. Why would you put that out there about Nick Sirianni about he was worried about, you know, what the perception of him would be, or, you know, he admits that I can't do all of this stuff and coach the team on the sideline. That's making the head coach look bad. Why would you put that out there for a guy who gave you a job? Yeah. Who was responsible for you being a head coach in the national football league? Why would you put that out there? That's the thing. Like if you're asked, Hey, walk me through those scenarios in the Super Bowl. Okay. He's asked about it. He's answering it. That's fine. I, I don't, it, it's like, keep my name out your mouth. You know, as Donovan exactly. once famously said, exactly. you know, regarding T.O. I, I like, I, I don't know, man. And I think the Eagles would like to just move on. I, I'm sure they're not thrilled at the whole tampering thing, even though it happens all the time and all that. And they were just hopeful to move on from him. But if he, he sort of keeps injecting himself back into this crap. And it's strange to me. Well, that's why I said, I want to know how the question was asked. Was he asked directly about his tenure in Philadelphia? I mean, let's face it, even, even at this late date, you know, the past is the past, but when you're a new guy, whether a coach, a front office person or a player going into a season, you're going to be asked about it. And I guarantee you, because they play Arizona late in the season, there's going to be even more questions about his time in Philadelphia that he's going to answer, whether the answers are right or wrong, whether he should or should not answer certain things, reveal certain things. He's going to be asked about this stuff again. This is not going to go away before the season is over. Yeah. yeah. The way he answered it, if, if what we're reading is accurate, the way he answered it, you have to be smarter than that because if you fail in Arizona, which – which we believe is going to happen because that organization is a mess. Yeah. Potential employers down the road are going to look at you sideways in terms of, we don't know what this guy may say or may not say if, if we put him on our staff. Right. And you, you listen to his one speech, people are still talking about the speech he gave to his players last week about fire in the gut and all this stuff. Like he's being talked about for all the wrong reasons. And yeah. I, I get it. He, I, Vince Lombardi wasn't going to win with this team. Okay. He, he wasn't. So I'm not talking about yeah. wins and losses. Yeah. He's got no yeah. shot here with this. This team is hot garbage, but it's like all the other stuff. It's nonsense, man. You don't need it. And it's, it, it almost makes you feel like he was trying to usurp Nick a little bit or take a little dig at Nick. And it, I, I don't, I don't know, man. He, I think he's weird in general. And I think he's almost sort of oblivious to certain things. And maybe he doesn't pick up on signs of certain things like, you know what I mean? Like social things. I, I don't know, but like, it, it's a weird thing to me. It really is. If this trend continues and especially if they come out of the gate losing a lot more than they win. Yeah. You know, what the, you know what the storyline nationally is going to be is Jonathan Gannon overmatched the same way it was with Nathaniel Hackett last year. Yeah. That's exactly what the storyline is going to be. I guarantee you, the next time you see an in-house video from Jonathan Gannon uh, from the, from the Cardinals website, it will be meticulously gone over before it's released. Yeah, to make it, him it'll be it'll be edited like a Scorsese film. Exactly. 
Yeah. It'll be it'll be so meticulous to make him look good. Because like we said, we looked at their schedule. I don't know how in the world they're gonna win more than three or four games. No. To be no. honest with you. I, I you don't, don't, know, you don't know when Kyler Murray's coming back. You don't have much of a wide receiver. You have one decent running back. You got rid of a, a good defensive player. Your best wide receiver is now playing in Tennessee. You know, and th- this this thing seems hopeless. You know, it's like he's set up to fail. Yeah. And then I, you I have know. all the outside distractions hovering over the organization. You know? Yeah, it is like he's set up to fail, but that may be the idea, right? I mean, if what this amounts to is, hey, you know, you know, the organization saying to him, just just understand you're going to take your lumps this year. Everybody knew it going in. Everybody's on the same page. You're this is not about, you know, your job is safe. We're going to get smoked. We want to try to get Caleb Williams, you, you know, whatever. Um, all those things. If then he take, survives. If not, he's didn't Nathaniel Hackett. Um, if, if, if you take Caleb Williams with the first overall pick next year, yeah, um, you're going to pay him in excess of thirty million. The number one pick gets over thirty million, right? And all of it will be guaranteed. And then you you still have three years worth of guaranteed money. You have to pay Kyler Murray. It doesn't make sense. It that, doesn't. It doesn't. It, I don't know that people realize that, man. Like this is way more tricky than just shoving Kyler Murray out the door. You're He's owed a boatload of money. Well, you know what? We keep saying Caleb Williams, but if Shador Sanders keeps playing the way he plays, he's a junior now. He might come out after this year. Yeah, there's going to be – there. Caleb Williams, uh, Drake May from North Carolina, Shador yeah. Sanders. Like, there, there's some quarterbacks coming out this year. Uh, to me, the quarterbacks coming out this year are, are better prospects than – Yep. Stroud and Bryce yep. Young and yep. Anthony Richardson and that and uh Levis and that crew. I, I, I like these guys better. But the, you can't you can't it would be a typical Arizona move to do something like this. How do you how do you draft a guy and pay him 30 something million guaranteed and have him sit on the bench two or three years because your number one quarterback is guaranteed a boatload of money over the next three years? That's professional suicide. Mm-hmm. He's not getting on the field. I know. Unless Kyler Murray gets injured. Yeah. I mean, how, how are you I, – I, see, I, I don't get that. And I don't know if if, if you take a defensive player, an offensive lineman, uh, right out of the gate, you know, with the number one pick next year, okay, you still have to build around that. So it's not like they're going to come in and be world beaters right away. Right. Yeah, right. So I don't, I don't know what Arizona's thinking is here. I know. We'll, we'll see. Something something to keep our eye on here. All right, let, let's jump over here to the Eagles. And I have questions for you, and I have chest questions for everybody in the questions. chat if you want to jump in. So here we go. You have to exclude Hertz with this one. Yes. All right. Which, pl- which player can they least afford to lose? Ooh. Including Jalen. He's out. Jalen's out. Um, I've got to say Lane Johnson. Lane Johnson um, is the rock of Gibraltar on that offensive line. <laughs> and, you cannot afford it. This man has not given up a sack in in two years. And I and I guarantee you there's going to be defenses that are going to come after Hurts to try to disrupt the timing mechanism of that passing offense in particular. Um, there's no better offensive lineman in the National Football League, no tougher offensive lineman in the National Football League, no more consistent offensive lineman in the National Football League than Lane Johnson. Mm-hmm. So I would say it, ha- it would have to be Lane Johnson because we saw what happened when he was out you know, how, how discombobulated it was on the right side of that line. So I would say 
Lane Johnson. I almost said one other name, but I'll wait to hear who you are going to say. I went back and forth on this one. Uh, I went back and forth on two members of the, the offensive line that you just okay. talked about, Kelsey okay. and uh, Lane. Okay. And, and, and look, Jordan Mylotte is a left tackle, man. Yes. For a right-handed quarterback, that's huge too. When I got down to it, I, I went with Hassan Reddick. Um, for the reason, Derek, that he can impact the game on so many levels. You have a secondary right now. Well, I mean, I, your safeties, and I, and I think there's a little question with Slay, but you have a secondary right now who who needs a pass rush. Every every secondary does. But yeah. you got to be able to get to the quarterback and not let them just sit back there and pat the ball. When you're facing Rodgers and all these guys they're going to be facing this year, yep. you got to have a pass rush. And this guy's the best that they have uh, to the tune of, of 16 sacks last year. You lose that on top of um, Hargrave with some of the young guys you're counting on, and all of a sudden your pass rush is very suspect. And I think yep. then the defense is in big, big trouble and every game becomes a shootout. So I, I got to go Hassan Reddick here. Then you're asking, in that case, you're asking um, Brandon Graham to play more snaps. Yeah. Will he be as effective playing more snaps as he as he was last year playing less snaps? My, my second choice would have been A.J. Brown. Mm. Was Mr. Clutch, you know, if I need a big catch, if I need a tough catch, if I need additional yards, you know, we've seen him break tackles. We've seen him break away speed. Great route runner, great hands, doesn't drop many. Um, when I need that big play, you know, in a passing situation, and that's not a knock against Devontae Smith because Devontae Smith, uh, Devontae Smith has come a long ways. Yeah. But I got to go A.J. Brown, you know, in that regard. But you're right. If Hassan Reddick is down for a long period of time, that's that's forcing more guys to play more snaps, and it messes up that rotation they want to have. Right. You know, All of a sudden, they're, they're, guys aren't as rested. All of a sudden, you, Derek Barnett's being counted on for more. Yep. BG's Nolan being counted Smith. on. Nolan Smith, who's a rookie still learning, is going to be a, with a suspect shoulder. Right. Right. Yeah. You know. I, I look. I think you could you could make an argument. Lane Kelsey, Mylotta. AJ Mylotta and 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 Hassan, all those guys are. are you, mm. know, you could any of those guys would, would be a really strong candidate for that. Yes, I agree. Um, all right, best defensive player, not Hassan Reddick. You got to take a Hassan out of this one. Who's the best defensive player, non Hassan Reddick? Best defensive player, non Hassan Reddick. I have to say Bradbury. I'll go Bradbury. He was, he was as consistent as you could possibly get um, on the outside for this team. Uh, he earned respect. As the season went on, he earned more and more respect. People were throwing away from him, uh, which handcuffs what you want to do in a lot of cases in terms of spreading the wealth in the passing game. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to step up and say um, James Bradbury to me, okay. outside of Reddick. Uh, you know, again, good answer, I, I think. Um, I'm going to go Josh Sweat um, in, in That's this case. That's a good answer. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I think he's going to have a monster year. I think he really figured things out last year. I think he's he's a guy who can get in that, like, 14-ish sack range um, for them. That's three more than he got last year. And 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 be more effective in the run game, too. Right, right. Um, so I, I would go with him. I, I think people don't want to hear this, but Fletcher Cox is still really big, especially because he's with younger guys now, um, with, with Davis and Carter. Uh, he's still really important to this team. He is, Rob, but the last several years, as much as I love Fletcher Cox, the one thing that has always bothered a lot of us um, is he shows up sometimes and he doesn't show up other times. And I understand 
his 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 uh, position on the field is determined by whether or not he's more of an attacker, whether or not he, he's eating up space to allow people around him to do other things, play games, and so on and so forth. So and sometimes I think the criticism of him is unfair because of what he's asked to do. But because he's been such a big money player, you know, perennial pro bowler, you know, there are times when he disappears from games. You know, we talk about it all the time. Where's Fletcher Cox? How, you know, we, how can we make a play this game? Yeah. You know, but he is a vital part of that defense. There's no question about it. He is an elder statesman on that defense. Um, but I, I need more consistency. Yeah, it's fair. And I don't know that you're getting that at this point in his career. No. You, you know, I, I, it's, it's you're in like all likelihood you're not. Uh, but Bradbury to me just, just stood out last year. So that's a, that's a good answer. Okay. Next one. Who's the best running back? Uh-huh. Oh my goodness. That's a hard one, man. Oh, I was goodness. thinking about this today. I'm like, you could go a lot of ways with this. There, there's so many, there, there's so many variables here because you have four different styles of runners and they have four different job descriptions in this offense. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, you know what? I'm gonna let you go first this time. Okay, I'm I'm going DeAndre Swift. Here's why. Okay, he can provide you with effective running. Yeah, home run hitting threat and catch the ball. So th- th- that's three things. I don't know that you, you you like Penny is a power guy who's gonna have a high high yards per carry average, but he doesn't catch the ball particularly well. Gainwell, I, I think, is just sort of a poor man's, and that, I'm I'm not trying to knock him necessarily because he, he does stay healthy, but he's a poor man's Swift. He can catch the ball, he can run it. He's a little bit smaller, um, and and then last but not least, I really love Boston Scott. He's a great depth guy, but I can't put him quite in that category. So I'm going to go DeAndre Swift on this one. Boston Scott can do a lot of the same things Swift can do, but he's much smaller. He's he's tough, no question about it. But I have to agree with you in this regard, in terms of Swift. I think out of the four, he is that perennial home run hitter every time he gets in open space, whether it's running it, whether it's catching it. Um, and and I'm, I'm waiting to see how the Eagles use him in terms of trying to isolate him in one-on-one situations mm-hmm. uh, to gain that advantage. You know, he's so good at catching the ball out of the backfield. He can make people miss. He can lower the shoulder and break tackles as well. So, yes, I will agree with you. I will have to go DeAndre Swift. It's not not by a wide margin uh, because each one of these guys do something that is really vital to the to success of this offense. Um, but in terms of just overall ability, I would have to say Swift. Best offensive lineman. Oh, my goodness. Ooh. Really? Ooh. Okay, I'm going to say I can go with my boy Lane Johnson. Lane. I, go. Mm-hmm. I have to go with Lane. Okay. No, okay. Um, Malata has come a long ways. He is one of the better left tackles in the game. But when you talk about not just the best offensive lineman on the Eagles, but arguably the best offensive lineman, the most consistent offensive lineman in the National Football League, Lane Johnson's numbers speak for themselves. You, we can't overemphasize enough the man has not given up a quarterback sack in two years. Not two games, two yeah. years. Yeah, it's crazy. And you think about some of the edge rushers he's faced that yeah. he has shut down. It doesn't matter who it is. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't make a difference who it is, whatever moves they have, whatever quickness they have off the ball. He stonewalls them. So I would definitely have to say Lane. I'm going to go Kelsey. I'm going to go Kelsey from this sense. Uh, His job is so integral. Not that Lane isn't at right tackle, but because he's calling out protections, 
because he's seeing things to alert the quarterback to, to his fellow offensive linemen to at this age, he can still get down the field and, and do things. And we may see it more on the screens this year with him, which is unbelievable that he's still doing that. Um, I'm going to go Kelsey simply because his ability both in the pass game and the run game still, and to still have the athleticism after all these years is crazy. It is. It really is. But yeah, I, mean, I don't know how you argue with two years of not allowing a sack. I think my was hurt last year. He was. And you know, he's fighting through a shoulder and he's never going to say that, but uh, I expect big things from him this year. I think he's going to be really good. And you know what? We never talk about Landon Dickerson guy made a pro bowl last year. Yes, he did. Never talk about him. You know, uh, Kelsey has a doctorate in playing the center position. There is nobody smarter. There's nobody tougher. And at this stage of his career, his ability to get downfield to the second level and and, 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 and drive block people away from a ball carry is phenomenal. Um, I, I can't argue with that. Kelsey is an excellent choice. It was tough. I had either picked Lane Johnson or Kelsey, and I, and I just picked Lane because of what he's been able to do, playing through pain. And let us not forget, He's also battling the emotion issues, the mental issues True. as well. True. That's not easy to do and get out there and focus on playing against a guy who's trying to make you look bad for 60 minutes. You know, so he's playing a game within a game. He's playing yeah. a game of football and he's playing, he's riding that proverbial emotional roller coaster mm-hmm. of dealing with anxiety and depression as well. Yeah, good point. I thought it was nice the other day he tweeted out, hey, I, I would have never been able to open up the way that I have uh, if it wasn't for Brandon Brooks. His former That's team. I thought that was pretty cool, man. That that, that he gave Brandon uh, Brandon his props too, because Brandon's been very outspoken on that also. Absolutely. All right, last yeah, last one before we get to Tom Kern. Um, we'll get a little Patriot breakdown. One play. You need one play made, D Gun. One play. Who do you want with the ball in their hands? Again, let's assume that Hertz is either throwing it or handing it off. I I don't. Let's take Hertz out of it. Somebody non hurts. AJ Brown. Um, he'll win most 50 50 balls in a clutch situation. Um, his route running ability is incredible. Uh, how many times did we see ball, deep balls thrown to him? We didn't think he could get to, and he dove and make a catch, get a touchdown catch, first town catch, catch, 30, 40 yard gain catch. Um, if, if I'm going to money, if I need the money ball, I got to go to AJ Brown. I'm with you. I, I'm not, I'm not, yeah, this one to me, it's AJ Brown. I, I just think that he can, again, it sort of goes back to the Swift thing. He can hurt you in so many different ways. Like you said, uh, catch it, break a couple tackles, catch it in traffic. Like he did in the Super Bowl last year with the one that Jalen just sort of laid up to him. Right. Uh, there's so many different ways that he can hurt you. And, and, you know, it's good. You have, you know, you have other choices. Devonte, you can make an argument. You can make an argument for Dallas Goddard, whatever. A.J. Brown all day. A.J. Brown all day. I mean, the reason you brought him here is, is to yep. make the kind of plays that he made, you know, in the Super Bowl and all year last year. And, and they have, he has such a unique special connection with, yes. with Jalen Hurts, which is so cool. All right, let's get a timeout, Derek. Let's come back. We will talk to Tom Curran. Tom Curran covers the Patriots for NBC Sports New England. We'll get the latest. A lot of injury uh, questions with them. Uh, new look with Bill O'Brien. We'll get his take on Matt Patricia. Is there any kind of rift there with Robert Kraft and Bill Belichick? A lot of ground to cover with Tom when we come back. Don't go anywhere. He's Derek Gunn. I'm Rob Ellis. We're Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Let me tell you about Jim Murray and Principal Financial Group because finding that person to trust who you don't, you know, you're trying and trying to do everything you can for your family 
present day and, you know, later in life. And you want to be able to invest your money with people that you trust and who know what they're doing. And Jim fits the bill on both of those, whether it's retirement planning, 401k review, insurance review, or you have a small business and you're trying to help your employee benefits get off the ground. That's another resource that Jim can help you with. Personally, I've entrusted my IRA, my 401k rollovers with Jim, and it was the best thing I ever did. Give him a call, 610-996-4751, 610-996-4751. Or you could email him, Murray, M-U-R-R-A-Y, dot Jim at principal.com. That's Murray, dot Jim at principal.com. you own a company and you're not producing a podcast you're missing out the public consumes messaging when they're ready join the professional podcast network of companies and let jacob media partners put you in the podcast arena come to our professional studio or we'll come to your place of business and professionally produce your company podcast call jacob media right now at 267-261-3428 Here, imaginations run wild and time stands still. Because here, you can find the best of the Jersey Shore all on one five-mile island. So leave the old you behind and get lost in the woods. at Southeastern PA in Delaware with Colony Pools this football season. And let the experts close your pool with a custom Merlin safety cover in green for the birds. And if you join our winter watch team, we'll give you another 20% off and Colony Pools will handle it all. Keep your tiles on your pool, not in your pool. Fly with Colony right now, birds fans. Visit flywithcolony.com. Welcome back in, everybody. Appreciate you hanging out with us. I am Rob Ellis. He is Derek Gunn. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Without further ado, we bring on our next guest to discuss the Eagles and Patriots game this Sunday at 425. Does an awesome job covering the Pats. Yeah. Uh, NBC Sports Boston. Uh, he also putts one-handed. 
And you can also call him the Lakeville Dagger. Whatever you need to do, you do it. Tom Curran, what is up, Tom? What's up, man? Rob, D-Gun, thank you for having me. How you doing? I spent my phone on silent. Look at you. (laughs) We're already ahead of the game, Tom. Most folks don't even do that, so thank you. We like the shirt, too. You're styling, man. Love it. Love it. It's a million yeah. degrees up here. Is the same thing down there? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Thanks. Gunner, this stuff, uh, guys like you and I melt, Tom. The the Irish skin just melts, man. It's I, love, I love this weather. Yeah. <clears throat> Big sombrero at all times. You know, I, I honestly, not to veer too far from the topic before you guys get a chance, but I, I do think the weather will impact this first game significantly, mm. especially for the Patriots who haven't had continuity on their offensive line yet. Mm. They got a number of guys going to be out there. Right. Who haven't played Calvin Anderson, Cole Strange, Michael Wenu, and they're going against the best front in football. That's going to be a factor. Yeah. Uh, Tom, I, that's where I was going to go with you first. I, from an Eagles perspective, if their D line can't win, I, I think that it's a, a Patriot game or it's really close. How banged up are these guys? We know Reef is already out, but will the others that you just mentioned, do you think they'll be playing or is it still up in the air right now? The hope is that they will all be out there. Now, Cole Strange, I think, seemed like it had he had an MCL maybe the second day of contact practices, and he's been practicing this week. I briefly talked to him, and yesterday he said, I'll, I'll be good, I'll be good. Mike Wenu had an off-season surgery, so he didn't play in any of the preseason games. We didn't see him in any of the training camp practices. So he's an X-factor. He's a very, very good player, though, borderline Pro Bowl-type player. PFF loves him. And then Calvin Anderson battled an illness – which we still don't know exactly what it was, but that's kind of moot personal mm-hmm. situation. But the bottom line is he didn't play in the preseason either. So this is a representative, not a great, not an exceptional offensive line, but a representative offensive line when they're all healthy. But if you have to cycle those guys out for reps, then you're going to be getting into rookies, and that's an issue. Yeah, Tom, since, since Bill O'Brien has now been the mentor, so to speak, to Mac Jones, You've watched the preseason games. You're out there for the practices. What have you noticed that's different about Max? Because all we've heard is these rave reviews about how much different he looks and how much better he looks and how much more of a command he has of the offense now. What what have you noticed, so to speak? Organization more than anything, D. Organization, yeah. precision, no wasted time. Um, it's It's more – say you had somebody lead you into the woods. You were a very good guy which is what Josh McDaniels was. And then the next time, all of a sudden you turn around, you got a guy who knows less than you do about where you are. Yeah. Then they parachute in a new guy who's pretty much just as good as the other guy. And you now have your own experience of trying to be your own guide. And you have this guy, you feel like you're about to blaze a trail. And I think that's kind of what uh, Mac Jones is right now. He's rejuvenated in some ways after a very, very trying 2022. Mm. Tom, we, we sort of lived this years ago. Andy Reid at sort of the end of his tenure uh, brought Juan Castillo over as a defensive coordinator when he was an offensive line coach his whole career, right? And we're all saying this is either ingenious or this is the this is chaos and spells the end. You know, this that's not a good look for Bill. I know he's Bill Belichick, but man, if that's any other coach, he's getting destroyed for that move last year. And he got destroyed too. I mean, he got absolutely annihilated. I think nationally the conversation where people are dumbstruck by the idea that Bill Belichick would be at least on notice, perhaps even on the hot seat, people can't believe that. If you look at that decision, if you look at the Brady decision, if you look at 
the drafting, if you look at the free agent signings, all of it added up has been a very, very, very strong cold streak for Bill Belichick. But I think more than anything else, when he made that decision, and maybe Andy was similar, there was an underestimation of just how hard the job was between Charlie Weiss, Tom Brady, Bill O'Brien, Josh McDaniels, Dante Scarnecchia, their offensive line coach. It was plug and play every year. And I think after Josh left, it's like, well, how hard can it be? We're all good coaches. Mm-hmm. Pretty friggin' hard. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we saw that. How much did it set Jones back, Tom, in, in your estimation? Or is that just gone and now he's, he's back to the guy you saw a rookie year with so much promise? It's a good question. It's it was less damning and damaging than an injury, because again, I, and I said this before the season began, Mac Jones is going to learn resilience in 2022. Mm-hmm. I said that in August, and that by the end of the year, I think was a big a- aspect of mm-hmm. you learn stuff when you guys are at work and it's bad. Yeah, you have to at some point you have to say, all right, I've been a baby for the last couple of days. I got to suck it up because it's not going to get any better with me being a baby. (laughs) And I I think that as a result, you're going to get a better guy under center. Right. Hey, hey, Tom, has Belichick gone soft in the twilight of his career? I mean, he's extending accolades to Mac Jones. He's called Jalen Hurts one of the top three players in the game. Is the hoodie going soft? Those are, you know, he was very, very, very stingy with any Mac Jones compliments, even going as far as to not – utter the words that he was the starter. Now, I got the concept of why he wasn't doing that. He didn't want anything to be granted. And then if we say, okay, if he says he's okay, okay, he's a starter, then we go, well, how about right tackle? And then yeah. he's like, you know. <laughs> so that was his mindset. <clears throat> but so he resisted that for a long time with Matt because he was pissed at him. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Jalen Hurts. There was a reason behind it, the reason being they're about to play. And the best way to capture the attention of his team is to say, yeah, I was second in the MVP voting. Are you kidding right, me? Right. This isn't just a, a quarterback who might be pretty good. He's one of the best in the league, which I totally agree with because of the variety of skills. Where he has gone different is days off, lighter practices, mm-hmm. less hitting. Now, again, we're not out there for every single practice, especially now that the training camp's over, but – you know, there were some occasions where I'm like, that's it? That's all they're doing? They're off today? Really? Some of it's mandated by the NFLPA, but some of it seems as if Bill manages guys a little bit differently. Like Trent Brown got a million days off, yeah. a million in this preseason. And to the point where you're like, shouldn't he go out there and, and play since they can't run plays without the left tackle out there because the guys out there instead aren't doing it? So it's he's different. How's uh Tom? How's the relationship with with Kraft and Belichick? I mean, is this basically you can't even think about running this guy out? I mean, it's going to be Bill's call when he leaves, or is it not? I mean, wh- where are they with each other? Yeah, I try to do this a lot because I get this question a lot. Yeah. I continue to revisit the stories that make national headlines and remind people. Robert Kraft has called out Bill Belichick's drafts. He's called out Bill Belichick's free agent acquisitions. He's pointed out that the team had gone, as of last year, three years without a playoff win and said he was impatient. This year, when asked about Bill Belichick breaking Don Shula's record, he said he'd like that to happen. But this team has never been about statistics and numbers. Mm. Robert Kraft wants production. He doesn't want a team that has one of its best players throwing it backwards over his head against the Las Vegas Raiders 
when the game is tied in 20 seconds or less. That was unbelievable. He doesn't want to see two kickoff return touchdowns in the season finale when there was still a glimmer of hope for that team to get to the playoffs. So, look, if it's a representative Bill Belichick Patriot team, which it hasn't been for a little while, then no, Robert Kraft is completely at ease with making no decision at all. If it looks like it did last year, it's dysfunctional, the quality control is poor, forces his hand. So you're saying Belichick's on the hot seat? Dare dare we say that? Can we Google that? Belichick hot seat. We've said it a million <laughs> times. This is not breaking anymore. We did this last week and the week before. Come on, D-Gun. I mean, no, that's, it's, it's, you know, I'm, I'm saying this, Derek, because you know how we work. Right? Yeah, yeah. You know, all our NBC Sports affiliates, we have plenty of shows we have to do. Yeah. Do you know how many Bill Belichick hot seat segments we've done <laughs> since February? Yeah. I can't yeah. keep firing this guy. He's the best there's ever been. Yep. But yeah, he needs to he needs to coach and have his team perform like his teams used to, or I think everything's on the table. Uh, mm. So then that leads to the question: How good's this team in your estimation, Tom? I mean, they're in a brutal division. Uh, yes, O'Brien's probably going to go a long way to to help him turn this thing around, no doubt, offensively. But and there's a they're a very good defense. But are mm -hmm. they good enough to be a team that not only gets into the playoffs, makes a playoff run? They're better than people think. And I think that they will finally, once again, be a team that good teams have to be wary of. Get this stat. Over the last three years against playoff-bound teams, the Patriots are 3-13. and 13. Whoa. And Whoa. the three wins, get this, the three wins, one was that wind game against Buffalo when they didn't run the ball. That's right. Excuse me, didn't throw the ball. Yeah. The other was a win over Skylar Thompson and Teddy Bridgewater, quarterbacking the Dolphins. And the other was against the Titans in 2021 with Derrick Henry and A.J. Brown out. So they could be 0-16 against playoff-bound teams. Wow. So they're non-competitive against good teams. Wow. So it's they should be better than people think. They need to threaten good teams again. Huh. Philadelphia being a great place to start. Hey, hey, Tom, how has Zeke looked in the backfield to compliment Stevenson? Pretty good. Pretty yeah. good, Derek. Yeah, he um, he's in good shape. He's upbeat. And a few times I've spoken to him, um, Patriots really, really like him. They think he's smart and understands what he's supposed to be doing. And I think that Ramondre Stevenson's best comp over the last couple of years was probably Ezekiel Elliott in running style, lateral quickness, and the ability to catch the ball coming out of the backfield. So really a great pickup. I still don't understand why he rotted on the vine. I mean, he scored, what, 12 touchdowns last year? Yeah, he was very effective short five. yardage and, and, and that kind of thing, yeah. So, I mean, they got him for barely above the minimum. Yeah. And it's a good player. I mean, you look at that or Dalvin Cook, and, and most people would say Dalvin Cook, but I don't know. It's not that easy. It's not a layup, is it? Mm -hmm. Am I wrong? No. No, no I, I think as long as he's not featured and carrying it 20, 25, not that teams even do that anymore, but carrying it 20 times a game. I think if you pick and choose your spots with him, he can still be very effective. And he's going to get you three on a third and two, which is, I, I think, where he's going to be really valuable. Uh, That's, that was an issue. That was an issue last year, and they need that. Let me ask you about uh, Patricia, because we kind of referenced it earlier, but now he's with the Eagles. Um you know, I, I don't really know what to make of this, honestly. He didn't have a great relationship with Slay when he was the coach in Detroit, but they've seemed to mend that fence, and that's fine, whatever. 
is he brought in in your estimation as more of a safety net for Desai, who was the new defensive coordinator? How did you view the way things kind of closed out with him in New England? Well, I was never a big Patricia fan as a defensive coordinator for smoking gun evidence. Take a look at the 2017 Super Bowl. Yeah. Take a look at the 2017 AFC Championship game. Blake Bortles lit their posteriors up mm-hmm. in that AFC Championship game, and they escaped because of Tom Great. Brady. Right. Nick Foles lit them up, regardless of his, if Malcolm Butler was out there or not. Mm. And then Matt goes on to take over a team that Jim Caldwell had and drove it directly into the ground. Um, came back here. The players love him. I'll say that aside from the persona he tried to foist upon the players in Detroit, that hard ass stuff, Mm. players really love him. I'm very good tight with Gerard Mayo, did the show together with him for years. He swears by Patricia. So does Devin McCourty. Mm. So I'm sure that he's a very good people person, but sometimes I think when he gets his hands in the soup, he wants to be involved and has suggestions because he is a smart guy. He knows a lot of football, um, he should be an asset as long as he should be more of an asset than a detriment to a team in the position that he's in. Hey, Tom, speaking of McCourty, he retires. He was like the brain trust in the back end of that defense for so many years. You got a rookie starting at the right cornerback in Christian Gonzalez now. This was a top eight defense last year that had 52, 54 quarterback sacks. How good is this defense? And obviously they have not gone through the journey yet, but on paper, what you've seen, how good is this defense compared to what they had last year? Not nearly as good as people thought last year, not nearly as good as people nationally think this year. This is another prove-it situation. Mm. This is not an elite defense. Okay. This is a defense that got their heads caved in by Justin Fields, their heads caved in by Lamar Jackson. They got ripped apart by Davis Mills in 2021 before they came back and beat the Houston Texans. They've been non-competitive against the Buffalo Bills. Um, They were life and death with Miami after Teddy Bridgewater went out. Colt McCoy had a representative half against them for Arizona. It's, It's very interesting. They have good talent. They have awesome pass rush tools. They have a big kid, Christian Barmore. They had another kid, Keon White. They have smart guys at the linebacker level. I really think you'll you'll take this to heart having seen them. I think Jabril Peppers is just what the doctor ordered in terms of violence, aggressiveness, and emotion to instill that in the defense. Mm. Good group, not yet what I would define as top five. Okay, Tom, we know we know you got to run. We appreciate you giving us a minute just out the door. <laughs> Who wins the game, do you think, in your estimation? I think Philly does. It's it's just too much inexperience on the offensive line for the Patriots and for the Eagles. If they keep going the way they did and they make you defend for four downs, that's a huge, huge aspect to look at in any game. You know, we're, we're going to make you defend us on fourth and three because we're going to keep our guys out there. We only need to average 2.5 yards per play against you to get 10. Right. And that, to me, is one of the most fascinating aspects of this game. How does Philly operate on fourth down? Do they push all their chips into the middle of the table and say, I don't think your offense is good enough to score 24 against us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's been Sirianni's MO plus the, yeah. the punter here is shaky <laughs> to say the yeah. least. Yeah. Tom, listen, man, uh, we really appreciate it. That's Tom. Patriots. 
NBC yep. Sports Boston. Tom, thanks as always, man. Appreciate your insight. All right, Rob. Take care. Great show. I enjoyed that. Thank, Thank you, brother. Friend. Take Thank care. Thank you very much. That is Tom Curran. Love, love Tom's insight, uh, his analysis. Derek, you know, it's always interesting when you have a guest on and you learn stuff. You know what I mean? Like sometimes you, you, you ask some questions and kind of bat things back and forth. But I thought Tom w- was was really informative with with a, a bunch of stuff there. Uh, it doesn't love the defense. Isn't totally sold on the defense, which well, I thought was interesting. Th- that's what I love about Tom. He's the best of the best in that region covering that team. He's he's honest, forthright, insightful, um, and gives you a better perspective from what we're looking at on the uh, from the outside looking in. Yeah. Um, and the more I listen to him, the more I'm thinking – Eagles might win this game by double digits. Yeah, I mean that's my takeaway is maybe we're we're giving the Patriots almost too much credit here. Yeah, uh, yeah. you know it did sound like he thinks the offense is going to be better. Uh, you know under O'Brien, and you thought that anyway he was going to settle them down a little bit. Um, but the defensive thing is what's interesting. And and how about three and thirteen against playoff that, teams? That's that's just eye opening. That's shocking no. to hear that. You know. Um, so obviously, you know, the, the Belichick teams that we respected have for years have not been those teams in recent years. But, you know, mm. I, I think it all it's all predicated around the play of Mac Jones. Yeah. Um, and he obviously he was lost last year. You could tell yep. he, he's, he was considered rookie of the year candidate his first year. He set a record for uh, rookie quarterbacks uh, throwing passes without throwing an interception. Um, and people are like, wow, this, this kid's going to hit the ground running. Had a major setback last year. Now he's got a quarterback guru. And we've heard all these accolades coming out of New England about how different he looks. Right. So everything's predicated around him. But the fact that they could have two to three of their starting offensive linemen not out there. And the fact, if what Tom is saying that this defense is more average, even though it was the number eight ranked defense last year, if it's more average than we've, we've been led to believe, this could be a long day for this Patriots team. And okay. if they're playing from behind, what happens when you play this Eagles team from behind? You try to do things out of the norm, which leads to turnovers in favor of the Eagles. Yeah, it's a good point. It's a really good point. Yeah, it was, it was interesting. And also, you know, without saying it, he thinks Belichick is on the hot seat. Yeah, yeah. You know, if this is a, if this is an eight and nine season, Derek, where they don't make the playoffs, where they're just eh, it sounds boy can you but can you really see Kraft pulling the trigger you think it's one of those deals where it's like bill might just say I, i'm i'm rolling I'm, I'm gonna go do my thing and and you know end well, somewhere else if if Kraft keeps taking little side door shots at belichick and if belichick has another losing season which is very likely in that division you know let's face it in in this what have you done for me lately league the fact that they had that great 15-year run and went all and went to all those Super Bowls and won all those trophies means nothing today. You've got to change the complexion. Heck, Andy Reid had 14 years in Philadelphia. Yep. And Andy Reid, in, in hindsight, admitted, you know, it was time for me to leave. Mm-hmm. You know, and maybe Belichick looks at that. Maybe he wants a new challenge. Maybe he's gone as far as he could uh, in life after Tom Brady and it just didn't work. Maybe he can go somewhere else and get a fresh start, even in this later stage of his of his career, you know, uh, let's face it. You know, you get, you get in a rut after a while. And sometimes your message falls on deaf ears, Mm -hmm. you know, and if the owner's critiquing your, your drafts and the way you go about your business, you know, you get tired of hearing it after a while. Hey, look, when you're winning, it's Camelot. Everybody's happy. Even if things are going bad, when you're winning and you're hoisting those trophies, everybody's happy. 
But when you start consistently losing like this, the nitpicking becomes more magnified. See, I, I think too. Yeah, I agree with you. And 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 Belichick's throwing his own little digs out there too, where he doesn't feel like they're willing to spend as much as they could up to the cap limit. He he's throwing his little little zings in there too. Sure. So they they've had little back and forths there. Um, but yeah, I mean, if 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 Tom's analysis is right. Even though they do have a good pass rush, the Eagles, it sounds like he thinks the Eagles should be able to score in, exactly. in this game. And if that's the case, they're winning this game, I think, comfortably. Because I don't I don't see New England keeping up with points. The track meet is not what Belichick wants. Track meet is an no, Eagles game. No, I don't think the team's built for a track meet. They want to grind you. You know, they want to yeah. grind you, control the clock, keep it low scoring, hopefully get some turnovers. I mean, you know, this Patriots team, um, was one of the better takeaway teams in the NFL. They had 30 takeaways. They, they were tied for second last That's year. That's a lot. That's a lot. San Francisco. And I think they were third or fourth in sacks. I mean, they got to the quarterback a lot, too. Yeah, they had 54 sacks. I believe they were third Yeah. Um, in, in quarterback sacks. Mm-hmm. So there's some things, that, but this Eagles offensive line is built for that. You know, this offense is built to combat that defense, and we'll find the holes in that defense. If what Tom is saying is accurate – they will. It may take them a quarter or two to figure it out, but they will find the gaping holes in that defense. I'll tell you what I like. Of affair. The, we, we didn't have time to get to it with them, um, unfortunately, because they they changed the times on uh, on Tom. Player availability, with, yeah, with player availability. Um, you know the whole Brady thing. I, I I go back and forth on this. I I think it's the emotional pitch part of it is a little bit overrated. Like if the Eagles come right out and play well, or or the, the halftime ceremony, you know, they come right out, the Eagles do, and they have a, a time-consuming drive. Or, then that just all goes right away. The quiet, the crowd goes quiet right yeah. I mean, but then again, if, if the Patriots come out and play well, yes, you can ride a little wave off of it. But ultimately, I think that's more of a big deal than it really is because he's not playing in the damn game. Well, I, I think the adrenaline rush is a factor for maybe the first couple of series of the game. Yeah. You know, you're honoring Brady. It's the season opener. You have it at home. You're playing the Super Bowl runner-up. You know, they're going to be jacked up. The fan base is going to be jacked up. And they're going to have a good contingent of Eagles fans up there also because the Eagles fans travel so well. Right. You you know, and it's going to be a lot of a lot of jaw-jacking on the field. You know, the Patriots are trying to, trying to turn their complexion around, change the complexion of what they were last year. And they were, they were like nothing better than to get off to a great start against the, the, the uh, Super Bowl runner-up. And the Eagles are on a mission. They're on a mission to get back to where they went and rectify the problems that cost them a trophy in 2022. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with you. I mean, I, I think there, look, there's you only play 17, so there's a lot riding on every single game. There's no question about that. Yeah. But if you're the New England Patriots and you've had sort of mediocre years really since Brady left and you haven't played well by witness of the 3-13 and 13 record against playoff teams, you know, what What better game than to show everybody you're back than to knock off the team that went to the, you know, the Super Bowl here in, in the Philadelphia Eagles? It's it's a statement kind of game for them. Absolutely. They can hit it right out of the chute. You set the tone for your season with this game coming out of the chute. Let's face it. Both teams are going to be a little bit rusty because they haven't played a meaningful game. Yep. Starters haven't played a whole lot, if any. You know, so you're going to come out of the chute just a little bit rusty, but it shouldn't take long for you to get in a groove. You know, if you are what you are, it's not going to take long for you to get to get in that groove that you want to get into. And that's when that's when the better team is going to separate itself from the other team. 
I'm looking up right now because, you know, we know how hot it's been in our, our area for sure. But I'm looking up Foxborough now and what, what Sunday is going to be looking like. You know what? It, it's not, it's not going to be terrible. It, it's going to be 81. It might be a little bit rainy. I, I, I think you'd be able to handle that. I, I, don't, I don't foresee that being a massive uh, issue there. Uh, but nonetheless, I mean, something to keep your eye on if it's really humid, maybe yeah. with the first game. Because, you know, we, we, we know these guys don't play a lot in the preseason now. It's just, it's just the way it is. Um, yeah. You know, and conditioning can always be an issue. I, the Eagles' depth isn't quite what it was last year, but I don't know that the, that the Patriots are all that deep either. So I don't know that that's much of an advantage either way, really. Well, it could be more taxing for defenses because the offenses know where they're going with the ball. The defense has got to try to figure it out and recover. Yeah. And especially if offenses are sustaining drives. Uh, that's when you start seeing a lot of guys with hands on hips, hands on their knee pads, sucking air. So yep. it, it could be more taxing for defenses if they're not generating turnovers, not getting three and outs and things like that. No doubt. Good point. All right, we'll continue with the Eagles a little bit later. We come back. Coach Billy Crocker from Eastern University had their first game last week. We'll go through that. Look ahead to Saturday night's contest at Franklin Field. We'll dive into all the details, everything that's going on there with him. We'll also hit the Phillies, more NFL stuff in a little bit as well. Don't go anywhere. That's Derek Gunn. I am Rob Ellis. We are Sports Take. All right, let's talk about pro-action restoration. Yes, if you have a home, you have a business, you have a property that you own, and you go through the inconvenience, the pain of water, fire, smoke, mold damage, you know how trying that can be. Well, pro-action restoration is on call 24 hours, seven days a week to assist. I went through it. Happened on a Saturday at my parents' house. They called me up. They were getting a, they were flooded in their basement. I called pro-action. I got over there. Man, they cleaned it up quick, and the price was right. The crew was professional. It was a great experience all around. They are licensed, bonded, fully insured. They've been serving the tri-state area for more than two decades. ProAction will work in conjunction with your insurance company. So, again, if it's water, fire, smoke damage, mold remediation, you name it, they can handle it. Give them a call, 610-623-3760, 610-623-3760, or online at ProActionRestoration.com. That's ProAction restoration.com Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go first! <clears throat> Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. Go first! And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go first.
the greatest fans on earth. It's a bold statement, but would you expect anything less from Philadelphia? 58 years of heartache creates a toughness, a grit, a resolve not found in most. Sure, our prayers were answered, but now that we've had a taste, we're looking for more. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. E-A-G-L-E-S. Eagles. All right, we're back. Rob Ellis, Derek Gunn, Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Appreciate you hanging out with us on this Thursday. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Today. All right, Derek, so we, uh, as we will each and every week, uh, we chatted last week with head coach Billy Crocker of Eastern University, the Eagles, and they had their season opener last week, and we bring them on right now. Coach, good to see you a- as always. Um, I know it didn't exactly turn out the way that you wanted, came up a little bit short, but tell me how encouraging it was for you to be within one score in the fourth quarter of a game when you guys, you know, just pick this thing up from ground zero, man. Yeah, no, it was, if you would have told me that kind of going into it, I would have taken it, um, you know, but I think just the attitude, and again, I'm not big on, on moral victories, you know, but um, 
and neither are our guys. Um, even though they're young, they they expected to win that football game, and you know we certainly had our shots. Um, you know we had a chance to essentially take the lead with about ten minutes left in the game, um, and we were going in. We went for it on fourth and one, and didn't get it. And and that kind of right there sort of tipped the scales a little bit. But um, there was a ton of good things taken out of that, and most of it was experience and confidence. Because mm-hmm. um, listen, we after watching the film we could have played a whole heck of a lot better um, and, and had a shot to win, you know? So, but a, a lot of good things to take out of that game for those guys, a little bit of confidence and, and obviously the experience is number one. Coach, what is the one thing you wanted to see from your team going into that game? And, and did you see it? Yeah, I, I think I wanted to see, I want to see guys compete. I want to see guys fight adversity. You know, if we get down or, you know, because as you guys know, there, there's adversity in every football game yeah. you know, at some point in the game. And we preached that we got to fight through that stuff. We got to stick together. We're not going to finger point. We're not going to, you know, fight with each other. We got to stay together and, and weather the storm. And that's what I really wanted to see. Because when you have a, such a young group like this one, you, you can kind of see that with their immaturity. And, and we didn't have any of that on the sideline or between mm-hmm. drives. And that was really encouraging. How, um, in, in terms of just getting the plays in, executing the plays. How did you feel about that? Because that's always tough. I don't care if you've been, you know, teams went around forever. The first game can be a little sketchy as far as that goes. Oh, How absolutely. did you feel about the execution? Yeah, it, um, up and down. Um, okay. I, I think now that we got the first one under our belt, they kind of know what to expect from the speed of the game, the physicality of, the, of, of you know, football at the college level. Now we want to see that execution go because you know we had we missed we had some open throws we missed um you know with our freshman quarterback and because I think we have some skill on the perimeter and if we can start to execute those a little bit more then you know I think we're going to give some people you know some problems your, your defense was on the field a long time and it was over 90 degrees out there how, how much did the heat affect you know it's funny I, and I logged on here I I right as you were speaking about yep. the Eagles and if you're not getting turnovers for three and outs, yeah. and that is exactly what happened. Yeah. Um, and we, we did get some takeaways on defense. And, and, and what I love, and I'm a defensive guy, is, I, you know, if a team's good enough to go 15 plays and score points, God bless them. They're good enough. But we have to make them earn it. Um, and for the most part, our kids made them earn it. But they had 10 possessions in the first half, and, which you're, you're averaging about 12 a game is sort of the yeah. – and and we were on the almost sixty almost sixty three plays um, in the first half. Wow! Um, and those kids were tired. Um, and you know we ended up playing almost just about 93, 94 snaps on defense. Um, and they were going fast. They were an up tempo offense. So getting the call, getting lined up, fighting the heat. You know, it, I think it just kind of caught up with us in the fourth quarter a little bit. Hmm. Interesting, but I, I look if again wow. you're trying to glean some positives here. You guys rush for for 171 yeah. on the ground. Your, your your ground game was very effective here. Um, at that go looking back at it, they really did not run the ball effectively against us defensively, and then we ran the ball against them. I thought pretty well, and I honestly didn't think that was going to be the case. To be quite honest with you, with a really young offensive line and their veteran defensive front, so. I was super impressed with that. If we can if we can run the ball like that and take a little bit of pressure off our young quarterback, um, that's going to be huge. And, you know, we had a running back step up big time who's a local guy, played at St. Joe's Prep. Um, his name is Josh Barlow. He, he was so impressive to watch running the football on Saturday. Coach, at what stage of a season do you determine what your team's identity is? 
That's a great question. I think every it, it, I think it's always like I mentioned earlier. You can start to tell early when you know when you get that adversity. You know, what I mean, obviously, I, I've been with years and teams where you know we didn't have much adversity at all. <laughs> we were pretty good, and but you know, you get hit with it at some point, and then you really see what you have because you're going to need it at some point. You're going to need that that sort of gut check, whether it's early in the season, late in the season, in the playoffs. You're going to need it at some point. And I think once you get it, you, you'll have an idea of where, what kind of team and what kind of guys you have in that locker room. I know it was tough defending the, the pass. That was, yeah. you know, that was a, a, an mm-hmm. issue uh, for sure. Um, was that more of lack of pass rush struggles on the back end? What, what was, uh, what was the reasoning? Yeah, I think um, a little bit of both. Um, okay. You know, I think, you know, a couple of times we were there and just, didn't make a play. They threw a really nice fade in the end zone on, on one snap. We had a freshman corner, um, a Bonner guy. Um, and, and he played it really, really well. And of course really he did. Well. And yes. the kid made a great catch and made a great throw. And yeah. that's going to happen. I said, we got to yeah. put that one to bed and play the next snap. And, right. you know, we had a couple bus in coverage, nothing, nothing crazy, um, you know, but it was a little bit of combination of things. You know what right. I mean? All right. Well, let's talk about this week because home game, Saturday night under the lights, Franklin Field. By the way, uh, you can hear the game 560 AM WFYI and, of course, across all the Jacob Sports radio channels and radio networks. But how cool is this going to be? And, and that, by the way, that's a little break from the heat, too, that you got the night game, too. That's a that's a positive right there. Yeah, it I wasn't overly fired up about the night game at first. Um, yeah. But now after going through this week of practice and we're actually going on the field here in a, in a couple hours, um, we've had really had to – alter our our practice schedule this week, um, shorten it up, you know, take some pads off just to, just to make sure we can stay outside and get some work done. But no, I mean, we're, we're excited. The, the campus is excited. The community is excited. Our, our, and more importantly, our, our players are excited to, you know, kind of play at home, but you know, we're going to make it our home. And um, you know, we, uh, you know, we love, you know, we got a lot of Philly guys on yeah. our team and, and they know what Franklin field is. And uh what kind of venue it is historically. And, you know, we're excited to, to make that place our home. And you get two straight weeks at home. You yeah. got Alberni yeah. and then Del Val uh, yep. the following week. That's awesome. How, how can folks get tickets coach? How, how can you, how can we get a big crowd? out? Yep, there? We go right through our, right through our ticketing office um, here at Eastern. Um, you know, we've, we've been putting out stuff on social media, on Instagram and Twitter and, okay. and Facebook, just, well, you know, with the QR code to, you know, to, uh, you know, to click on that link and, and get those tickets and, um, we already have a bunch already. You know, we have a lot of family coming already. And um, I, I expect we're going to have a, a pretty good crowd as long as, as long as that weather can hold off a little bit awesome. Saturday night. Awesome. Co- Coach, how cool is it for you to be a part of so many firsts in Eastern? Uh, you, you got your first game under your belt. Yep. Now your first home game and your first conference game coming up as yep. well. Do you, do you constantly – instill that in your players this week leading into this i mean there's a lot this whole first absolutely listen i'm gonna i'm gonna play that card as long as many times as i can as long as i can because at some point it's not going to be the first you know Um, right you know so it's um there's still a good number of firsts this program is going to go through this season you know what i mean and and honestly that's why i came and that's why a lot of these a lot of these young men joined this program as well was was to be the first to get the first 
you know, that first game here to get that first touchdown. You know, Isaiah Guy Bruton scored the first touchdown in Eastern history, and that's never going to change, which is pretty awesome. You know, the first interception in Eastern history was by our nose guard, you know, so um, which is which is pretty special. So that's something we're going to continue to 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 play on until until we run out of first. Mm, yeah, and, and just a correction on my part. It's W F I L five sixty A M, uh, which is which is an awesome, awesome channel, and that is, of course, the uh, sister station of AM nine ninety. So, W F F I L. So, yeah, we're looking forward to that. Uh, tell, tell me about your quarterback. How you thought he played? He, he did. He was um, a little. Uh, I think just a little nervous, you know, going into it respectively, but he's, you know, he came from a really good program in Philadelphia, Northeast high school. Um, you know, so he, he's played in some big games um, before and, you know, what we went into it and said, listen, he's, he's probably going to struggle early, but we're going to stick with him. We're not going to pull the plug on him. Um, we're going to let him go through some growing pains. And cause I think that will benefit us in the long run. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It, you know, just with his confidence and he's a confident young man, certainly. Um, but I think you saw flashes of what he can do and some of the throws that he can make. Um, so I think the future is very bright for, for Sabor. Yeah. That's good. Coach as a head coach and the ultimate goal is to win, win yep. more than you lose. Yep. But when those competitive juices are flowing, oh, yeah. how difficult is it to balance being, um, <laughs> a head coach who emphasizes winning yet consistently being a mentor and a nurturer of a young, a bunch of young players because you have so many freshmen and a new program. I think the latter is the most important part of my job to be quite honest with you. And and always has been um, is, you know, these, these guys are all going to stop playing football um, at some point here. And hopefully when they leave here, they're, they're going to be better than they were when they showed in better, better men, better husbands, better fathers, you know, down the road. And hopefully that comes from what we instill here in this program. And I think if we focus on those things and do things the right way, the wins are going to come. And, and, and I tell them, I said, and I said, I told them the other day, I was like, I'm so sick of getting emails and text messages about what an encouraging performance it was. And I said, that's great. It's awesome. I get it, but I want to win. You know what I mean? And that's going to be our goal every week. And, and I think with with this young group is, hey, we're, we come back, right? We come right back on Sundays. We flush the film out and, and we put it to bed and it's in the past. It's done. And we're, we're going on to the next one. And mm. whatever that thing looks like at the end of the season, it'll look like. But, you know, as long as we like I said, I think on the first show, as long as we continue to make progress each week, you know, and, you know, get better each week, um, the wins will come. Moral victory aside, how big was it for your guys to almost say to themselves, like, hey, we can compete. This game, we, we were neck and neck. Yeah. You know, we make a couple plays, boom, this thing changes. Psychologically, how big is that? That's huge. Confidence. I think confidence is 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 everything. I mean, I think you guys have seen it firsthand. We're super talented people. Guys never reach maybe their potential on the field because they don't trust themselves. They don't have confidence in themselves. I, I've coached those kind of guys. You know what I mean? But I think once you get the confidence in you, it's, you know, you kind of just let your – your innate and your physical abilities take over and you just go play. And, and that's when guys are going to be at their best. So the confidence thing is, I think is huge. Um, and those guys, they were, they were mad. They were mad on Sunday, you know, and Saturday after the game, like yeah. they, we felt we let kind of let an opportunity get away. Cause you know, we want to win. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let, let's remind everybody uh, if we could tone, let's throw the schedule up there uh, again yep. for the folks so they can know uh, again, Saturday night, Alvernia, this is seven o'clock, Franklin Franklin Field, man. That is just 
absolutely lost. Yeah. So you got two straight weeks of home games and then, of course, back home on the 14th. But you see the schedule there. And again, just just go, uh, you know, right through your your ticket office, as you said, coach, or, or your in your social media accounts. The 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 uh, Q code is there yep. for everything. And a, again, WFIL uh, AM five sixty uh, is where you can catch the game, listen to the game, and across all the Jacob Sports Radio networks. Awesome mm-hmm. stuff, coach. We listen. We're looking you, forward coach. to talking next week. And next week we're going to be talking to you about a win. So we can't. No, wait for that. We're going to win. Good. The Eagles are going to win. We're going to be yes. in good shape next week. That's all right. the Eagles are going to take care of business right. this week, coach. Right. Yes. All right, we appreciate it. Thanks, right, guys. Thank you very much. Take care, coach. Appreciate All right, your man. Time. Take care. Thank you. You got it, uh, Derek. Having spent time around Coach uh, last year a couple times yeah. on on some of our remotes that we do uh, yeah. for the channel, you can see why dudes get behind this guy. Like he has an air about him, uh, like in in a good way. Like you want to you want to go through. A, he's a brick wall kind of guy. So I'm telling you, this this thing will get turned around real fast. Like he'll get them up and running. Really, really quickly. I'm, I wouldn't be shocked if we're talking about a win next week. I wouldn't either. Um, when you're in a situation like this, you have to have a certain demeanor where you have to know when to hit the gas and when to pump the brakes. Yep. And he appears to have that kind of demeanor. You, you heard him say, as much as I want to win, the latter part is more important, teaching and nurturing and growing these guys into more than just football players. And and not everybody can do that, man. You know, cool. Because anytime you talk about playing sports, what's the bottom line? Win, win. You know. That's all and you hear. Yeah. And sometimes verbally browbeating p- players with just the win speech, you know, it falls on deaf ears at times. Yep. You know, but if you're constantly nurturing and encouraging these guys, look, we're not that far away, mm-hmm. you know. And inside, you know, your stomach's burning, man. I want a W. I got to – but you got to know when to emphasize that and when to pump the brakes a little bit. Yeah. and continue to be that nurturer, and he seems to be that kind of guy. Definitely, no question about it. So always fun catching up with uh, with Coach Crocker there. All right, I, I did want to talk some Phils, uh, Derek, before we get back to our NFL segment at 2 o'clock. They did win yesterday. They yes. took 2-3 or three in San Diego, and uh, Wheeler goes six innings, no runs allowed, one hit. Last three starts, 19 innings, four earned runs. He's now 11-6 and six with a 349 ERA on the season. He uh, He was in command. Uh, there were the early the the, the Phillies Schwarber hit a leadoff home run, which was great. Yeah. But after that, there was a couple innings where they were leaving guys on. And you're saying, "Uh oh, is this going to bite them?" But ultimately, the bats got going. He was dominant. It was a pretty comfortable win yesterday. They they haven't had a ton of those lately. No, they haven't. And, and to be honest with you, Schwarber leads off the game with a home run, and then they have bases loaded, no outs in that in that same first inning, and they get nothing after that. Right. And I'm thinking, here we go again. You know, are you kidding me? You ha- that's They were in a prime position to bury that team. You know, of course, then again, they jumped out on them 8-1 the other night and had to sweat it out to win 9-7. But yeah. I'm thinking, here we go again. They got nothing. And they left like what? 11, 12 men on base in a total game. But right. the way Wheeler pitched, my goodness, that was vintage Wheeler. Yeah. Um, I was a little concerned he had to throw 105 pitches to get through six innings. True. But you know what? He only gave up one hit, seven strikeouts, you know, and, and he thwart, every time you thought San Diego was going to make a push, he thwarted that push. You know, he he, he put it, he put fire, he put water on whatever potential fire that could have been there, yeah. you know, and that's that's what we need. And I'm thinking, my goodness, I, 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 I as I said off the top of the show, please let this man pitch eight nine innings so we don't have to go to that bullpen, please. Yeah. Please. When yeah. he went out with the, and even when he went out in the sixth inning, I'm thinking. Oh geez, okay. I know. I Where know. are you going from here? 
We all were. We were all thinking the same. Yeah, but he got the job done. He pitched phenomenally when he was out there. I just wish, I, hope, I hope that I hope that becomes infectious with this pitching staff. Do they need it? Do they yeah. ever need it, man? Um, all right, let me give Schwarber a little love here. We, you know, I get it. Everybody looks at the 195 batting average. I get it. Uh, hit his 10th leadoff home run yesterday, yep. which is the most in baseball. He's got 41 home runs on the season. That that's after hitting, you know, 40 last year as well. He's got 14 home runs, Derek, since August 6th. Mm. 19 home runs since the All Star break. He he has been, you know, and he's walking a ton. He's also getting hits. Like he's raised his average. I know it sounds crazy, but he's raised it about, you know, 10 points, points o- yeah. over the last few weeks. Um, he's really been the tone setter here for them. You know, in a lot of ways, he's been he's been very very good. Well, he's so he's such an unconventional leadoff type hitter, but. What do you want your leadoff hitter to do? Get on base any way, shape, or form. Yep. And that's what he does. Look at the volume of walks he gets per game. You know, now the strikeout margin is still up there, but he's getting on base. Yep. Either by way of home run. He's driving the ball better in the gaps even. You know, uh, what did he go yesterday? He was uh, two, two for, for four. four. And he walked. So he was on base he three walked. times. Yeah. yeah. You know, in four at bat, five at-bats, he was on base three times. Mm-hmm. That's what you want from your leadoff hitter, man. Yep. You know. Um, and I know we 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 make we we make the batting average a glaring focal point of what we discuss when it comes to him. But the bottom line, he's producing the way. And matter of fact, in some ways, he's producing better than what your traditional. Because he gives you the pop too. Yeah. yeah. You know how many leadoff hitters are hitting forty-one home runs? Well, that's yeah. the thing too, Derek. It, it it's a little bit misleading, a little bit to just look at his numbers because they feed off of him. Like you can just tell when he hits one of those leadoff home runs, they, they have a different kind of juice to them in a game. And, it, and it's a tone setter, not only for the Phillies, but for the opponent the other way, where they're kind of like, man, first at bat, we're down already. Like it, 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 it's big, you know, what he's able to do for sure. Here's yeah. another one. I'll give you another one. Harper snapped out of that 0 for 20 yesterday with that R. That's huge. Finally. Man. He hits that RBI double, what he drove, driving two. If I'm not mistaken, he drove in two with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With the RBI, man, he was over 20. It's the longest Sunday. slump of his career. Jeez. Yeah. And he admitted it. You know, he said, I'm, and I've been, t- I've been saying this since late June. Yep. He's swinging at more bad pitchers than I've ever seen him swing since he's been here. Yeah. And he admitted it after the game yesterday. Man, did he need that? You know, I love the fact he wouldn't give direct answers why he shaved the beard and all this stuff. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, baseball's, baseball players are the most superstitious athletes there are. In, in terms of stance, yeah. hand positioning, uh, how you put on a sock, one sock first more so than the other, things of that nature. It's amazing how superstitious baseball players are. It really is. They are the most superstitious bunch of any. And Harper, in game, he'll take off the batting gloves. He'll he'll change it up all the time. He'll use somebody else's bat. Yeah. He'll shave the beard. He is the king of it, man. He really is. He is always changing. All right, let me. This is an interesting stat. So 19, the, the last two times the Phillies won a World Series were 1980 and 2008. The only two times they won a yep. World Series. 1980, they were 76 and 63 at this point. Yep. 2008, they were 76 and 63. This team's 77 and 62. Just, just by comparison's sake, I mean, I don't know how much it means ultimately, but, uh, you know, we, we kind of, because the Braves have been so great and got out to such a lead, you know, the Phillies have played pretty good baseball to be 15 games over 500. And especially if you look at the record since June 2nd, which has been awesome. 
I mean, it, it's it's amazing. Um, and by the way, I said win a World Series. So, someone in the chat thinks the Phillies won the World Series in '93. They did not. They lost to the Blue Jays for what it's worth. But ah, uh, that was the Joe Carter. Yep. Joe Carter World Series. Yes, sir. I remember that well. And yep. I wasn't even I wasn't even in Philadelphia. Well, when I, I was here. Trust me. Oh my goodness. Still yeah. wearing that scar. Oh. But you know what? Right now, Rob, I don't fear I don't fear a team in the National League. You know, and that's even saying it with this inconsistent pitching staff. But the way they're the way they're stroking the ball right now. Yep. Now you're not going to win every game scoring eight nine runs. You're going to have to win some two to one ball games. Right. You know. But with this arsenal, and I've said it time and time again, their ability to put so much stress on pitchers, you yep. know, they jump on pitchers' mistakes better than anybody else. Other maybe the Braves, but mm -hmm. you know, but I, I don't fear anybody they have to face. You know, come playoff time right now. Yes. Um, if they keep hitting the ball the way they are, they have a better chance, I think, than most teams in terms of coming back. Look at how many come from behind wins they have this year. What, like forty-one? They, yeah, I think they lead the league actually. Ninth yeah, inning comebacks, yeah. They lead the majors in, yep. in comebacks in this yep. league. So in any given moment, anybody one through nine mm -hmm. can turn this thing around for them, and that's a good thing as you get ready for that second season. Absolutely. Hey, it's something I, I did mean to mention a little bit earlier, and I'm going to throw it out there now. So, um, just so everybody knows uh, in the chat, and I, I would say 99% of the folks are awesome. We yeah. love it. We love yeah. you. And you, you you contribute so much to the show. We're so appreciative of you. But there are others in the chat who are uh, disrespectful, no uh, not only to Derek and I, but to others in the chat uh, and cross the line. And you know what the line is. Just understand something. If you're going to name call, and we don't care if you disagree with our sports points. We could care less. Exactly. But if you're going to name call, uh, be racist, be homophobic uh, towards us or others, you will go bye-bye and you will not be a part of the show. Just, just flat it's out. Good. You will, you will straight up be blocked and you will be gone. Okay. It's a privilege for all of us to be here. Gunner and I count ourselves very blessed to be able to do what we do. Exactly. But we will not, absolutely not put up with it. And, and, and there, there's, there's somebody mouthing off right now who's going to go bye-bye. Okay. He's going to go bye-bye. So just an FYI, I'm trying to tell you, I'm trying to explain to you like a man, you know, in, in, in a in a straight up way that if you keep the crap up, you won't be part of the show. Okay? You, 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 pretty clear? you can disagree all you want, but being yeah. vulgar, I mean, you know, really, is that how you live your life? Is it, it conducting yeah. your life? You know, come on, seriously. I mean, mm -hmm. there's a place and time for everything. But but it's like there's a there's some people every day. Yeah, they're not just they're not just jumping here, but on other shows as well. It's been talked about and just start off being vulgar. Really? Yeah. Is that how you live your life? Yeah, so that, that's that's what it is. It's just basically like I love sparring and like debating. Oh man, what, you're, you're you're crazy. The the Cowboys are better. You go whatever. Uh, uh, Who Jaylen cares? Hurts. Who cares? Who cares? It's sports, man. But again, we don't need disrespect to others in the chat, and we don't need it. We don't disrespect you. We don't name call you. Don't name call us. That's it. That's all. And it's and, and, it's pretty simple. You wouldn't do this to our face. We wouldn't do it to your face. Let, let's treat each other kindly, if we could, please. Thank you. And, and, and not only that, but I love the fact that there's certain people in our chat consistently who diligently block people right. from their conversations. There's one person that I've talked to that said they've blocked over 450 people, mm -hmm. you know, from 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 the chats and the sport, whether it's our show, Dan Cilio's show, 
you know, Mac and Mac show. You know what? That's fine. I love arguments. I love, I love great debates. Yep. You know what? But, but be, be an adult about it. You know, don't take it to the gutter. Well, just, just conduct yourself respectfully. That's all. I'm not, we don't need you to come on here and say, you guys are the greatest, but I'm not asking for for my ass to be kissed. I'm just saying. I don't don't care. Yeah. And and it's not just us. Like I, I see, I see certain folks saying things that are just nasty to other people in the chat. And I don't like that either. And it's not just busting balls. It's not, there's a line between busting balls and being disrespectful. That's yeah, it. I, I don't simple. care. I don't care if you like me. I don't care if you like Rob. I don't care if you don't agree with what we say. That's cool. That's what sports is. Exactly. But you don't have to take it to the gutter. Yes. I mean, seriously. I agree. I agree. That's all. Uh, anyway. So back to what we were talking about with the Phillies. So Derek, this stretch here that they have coming up, Pretty good test. Um, you have coming in now a Miami. They, they're off tonight, by the way, the Phillies are. But you have Miami coming in tonight or tomorrow, excuse me, for a three-game set. They've won six straight. Um, they won seven of ten. Now, th- like I mentioned earlier, they are a little bit banged up here uh, with Solaire and Alcantara both being down. Phillies usually hit Alcantara anyway. It's for whatever reason, even last year when he was just ridiculously good. You know what? But- it's yeah. the first time in three years they won't face Alcantara. Is that right? The first time in three years they won't face him. Wow, that's pretty cool. Isn't that, that something? Yeah, it's for you know it's. But it's, like you said, they usually knock him around pretty good though. I know, even even when he was in his, on his A game last year. Um, so you're going to get Sanchez tomorrow. Then you get Nola, who knows, on Saturday night, and then you have Ranger Suarez on Sunday. Then it's four games against the Braves, Derek. You got a doubleheader Monday. I can't uh, wait to see that one. Oh. Yeah, that's going to be awesome. Uh, doubleheader Monday, and then uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, they play the Braves. And then this is nice, too. Phillies are off that Thursday also, which is perfect because the Eagles play Thursday. Mm. A nice little week. You yeah. get the early the, – the weekend is Miami, then it's the Braves, then it's the Eagles on Thursday night. Man, if you're a sports fan, woohoo! Awesome. Now, 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 let me ask you this. Since there's a doubleheader on Monday – Yeah. Will you watch the second part of the doubleheader, or will you watch Monday Night Football? Uh, I will. I will definitely watch both. Here's the nice thing. Let me see what time that starts. Yeah. It's uh, start at seven or something like that. Monday second game is six forty, so Six-4. I can get a solid hour I and a half in there. Yep. Yes, <laughs> before Monday night stuff. But Monday who's night. Who's that Monday night matchup? Oh, mon- See, this is we have two killers here, Derek. Monday night. And Sunday night on the schedule. Okay, Monday night is the Bills and the Jets. Rogers first home game with the Jets, and then Sunday night is Dallas at the Giants. Oh my goodness! So yeah, it's a nice, nice double dip right there, my friend. Yeah, Mm. yeah. So it's on, man. It's on this 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 whole week and weekend as far as games, and it starts tonight. Tonight. See, unfortunately, I'll have to listen to the Sunday night game on, on the radio coming home because I'll be driving home from Ocean Casino after our postgame show. Yeah. Our postgame show will wrap up at like 9.30-ish. You know, Philly, I mean, the uh, Eagles play at what, 425, 420? Yes, yes. yep. So, you know, three-hour game, 720. By the time we're done with the postgame, it's like 930. Yep. It's me two hours to drive home. So I'll be listening to it mm-hmm. um, in my car or it's too much, much to the chagrin of my wife and kids. You know, I have the NFL app on my phone. It gives you the primetime games. Yes. I may have the game on my dashboard while I'm driving the back roads of Jersey. 
Uh-huh. Going home. I do that all the time. I don't yeah. know why I openly admit it because I'm getting a lecture when I get home. Did you You're watch? in trouble like now, man. Now. You are in trouble now. But if nothing else, here's the thing. Having yeah. that NFL app on, it's like having a live broadcast right on your radio. So yeah. I don't have to look at the video. I can still hear the game. Exactly. But every now and then I might peek up and take a look while the camera's up there on the dash, the phone's up on the dashboard. No, I hear you. I hear you. Yeah, I'll be, I, I've, yeah, I'll be up against it as well. But yeah. All right. Uh, let's come back and let's dig heavy, heavy into this NFL stuff because there's a lot going on, Derek. We'll update you on, uh, and we'll tell you about the money that Nick Bosa got, which was, uh, was major. We'll get into that. Got a lot of ground to cover. Uh, you want to hop in? We can we can keep uh, doing that chat wise and everything. Get your thoughts on the Eagles. <laughs> He's Derek. I'm Rob. We are Sports Take Jacob Sports YouTube channel. Let's talk about Flynn Tree Services. Yeah, Flynn Tree Services is an experienced, licensed, and insured Pennsylvania tree services company that will trim or remove any unwanted trees off of your property. They offer cost-effective solutions to any tree problem that you may face, and they are experts at trimming all types of trees. And they serve southeastern Pennsylvania, South Jersey, and northern Delaware. Flynn Tree Services specializes in tree removal, stump grinding, as well as tree pruning. You go to their Facebook or Instagram page for more information or a sampling of their work. Give Flynn Tree Services a call at 610-850-2848. 610-850-2848 or online at flynntreeservices.com. That's flynntreeservices.com. Go passionately, go fearlessly, go confidently. Go first! <clears throat> go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction, go with trust. Go first! And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go first. fans on earth it's a bold statement but would you expect anything less from philadelphia 58 years of heartache creates a toughness a grit a resolve not found in most sure our prayers were answered but now that we've had a taste we're looking for more pondley hockey official partner of the philadelphia eagles Go to get your game on. 
Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. E-A-G-L-E-S. Eagles. Welcome, everybody. Thanks for hanging out with us. We are Sports Inc., Jacob Sports YouTube Network. That's Gunner. I'm Rob. Uh, thanks for hanging with us on this Thursday. All right, let's talk some football here, Gunner. So we go into tonight's game. And right now, let me see if that line has changed at all. I don't think it has. I looked at it before the show. It was four and a half. Let me see where it is now. It is still four and a half. Okay. So the Chiefs are four and a half point favorites. We don't know about Travis Kelsey. Uh, if we get any updates, we'll, we'll pass it along, whether he's going to play or not. Hyperextended that knee in practice, uh, what was it, two days ago? Um, and they're not sure if he's going to be able to play or not. He may even go through today and then give it a shot right before the game and see where he is. We know for a fact Chris Jones has not resigned or, or, or come back from his holdout. So they could be down two uh, of their top three players. You go Mahomes, Kelsey, Jones, yeah. arguably, right? Yeah. So, yeah. but but again, even with that said, um, Kansas City playing this game at home um, with that man Mahomes under center. Yeah, I'd still be surprised if they don't win this game tonight. You know, um, and that's not a disrespect to Detroit because I do think Detroit's a good football team. They've got to go out and show it. They've, you know, they've heard it, all the talk. They've talked the talk. Now they've got to walk the walk. They have the ability to do it. They have the personnel to do it. Um, let's see if they can start that building block and what they finished last year. Unfortunately, they barely missed the playoffs. But, you know, a lot is expected of this Detroit team. As we talked about uh, with other teams, this is a tone setter for this team. And, you know, it's a long journey between now and January to get to the end of that finish line. A lot of things could happen. But what an incredible tone setter would be for that organization if they can knock off the defending Super Bowl champs on the road on national TV. Yeah, you're right. I mean, it, it would really it, it would um, not that you're looking for affirmation if you're them, but it, it would justify the, the the hype, right? The hype machine that they've been they, they've been surrounded by coming into the season for sure. But let, let's let's uh, let's talk about a guy who is in uh, Nick Bosa. Signs a five-year, $170 million extension, 122.5 of which is is, uh, is guaranteed, Derek. Um, look, it worked. Strategy worked. He held out. Uh, he didn't budge. And the 49ers, you know, gave in and gave him a deal. Well, he is considered uh, uh, the, the, the one-edge rusher that everybody else is compared to. Um, he has been consistent for this team um, ever since he got into the league. Um, and now the, the 49ers have um, identified that and they've paid him handsomely. I mean, they're paying this dude quarterback money. Now this is, this is the richest non-quarterback contract in the history of pro football. Yeah. Now other defensive players are thinking, Oh my goodness. You know, think about it. It was, it was left tackles making that kind of money. Um, then it was cornerbacks making that kind of money, wide receivers making that kind of money. Now the edge rushers, have the 49ers have reset the market for edge rushers? 
uh, in the National Football League. And, and if I'm Chris Jones, what did he say yesterday? I just want to raise. I'm not trying to be disruptive uh, with my teammates. <laughs> yeah, I mean, come on, man. <laughs> I, I, I just want to raise, that's all. I mean, you know, let's face it. Bosa's had 34 sacks in the last two seasons. You know, that says volume, speaks volumes. He had 18 and a half last year. Yeah. Um, and when you're at the, the epitome of your profession, you want to be, be paid accordingly because you don't know what could happen beyond that. Yeah. And wow, did the 49ers pay this man? Wow. Oh, my God. Yeah, he he, he got they, – they've spent on that defensive line, man. They they gave Javon Hargrave, what, 21, 22 a year? Yeah. What they're playing some of those other guys. And, and so what they had to do, they had to restructure two guys, Derek, off of that. Right. Uh, they've restructured George Kittle and Trent Williams as well, and they cleared up about 22. Now, uh, 23-ish. I know that's – it seems like a drop in the bucket, but there's probably more coming too, which allows you to get these guys under the cap. Exactly. Now, I tell you, there's one defensive player, and I think he signed a contract in the last two years. I got to check it out. But there's one defensive player. When I see, if, if I see the numbers that the, the Niners just gave uh, Bosa, I'm thinking, what the heck am I worth? And that would be TJ Watt. If you look at TJ Watt, now he got hurt last year. Um, he only played in 10 games. Yep. But prior to that, in four consecutive seasons, Rob, 13, 14 and a half, 15, 22 and a half sacks. If, if I'm TJ Watt, I'm like, uh, we need to go back to the table, please. Uh, you know, you see what they gave Bosa? Oh. Two years? Yeah. I've done it every year except the year I got injured. Um, what am I worth to this team? Well, I, I, here's let me relate it back to, to the Eagles. Uh, if you're Hassan Reddick. I know he only did it one year. I get it. But if you if you have another big year this year where you're at, you know, in that 14, 16 range in terms of sacks in the regular season. Yes. Uh, you know, I'd be I'd be really surprised, Eric, if if there's not a harder push from his camp as he had as he would be heading into the last year that he, he signed a three year deal to not get something done as well. Considering, Rob, that he did three consecutive years with three different teams, double digit sacks. You're right. If he does it a second year with this organization, I guarantee you, Howie Roseman, and I guarantee you, Roseman's already thinking about this. Right. If he has double-digit sacks, again, especially starting out the season with, with that a pen in his hand, yep. whatever the case may be, um, there's going to be a discussion. And Howie Roseman is not shy about paying guys for being productive. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think it'll be a long, drawn-out, he said, she said, well, when you look at the market, you know, this is what the market calls for. I don't think we'll see Hassan Reddick talking about, hey, look, I deserve this, that, or the other based on what I've seen other guys just get. I think it'll be be done quietly behind closed doors, um, and it, it will get done. Yeah. will yep. get done. I'm with you. I'm with you. I think so, too, because we generally don't see this kind of stuff with the Eagles. We don't. Uh, it usually does not uh, play out that way, but uh, we'll see. D- Derek, this, uh, this story – is very, very strange. The Chandler Jones story. Oh, man. Uh, you know, I, I'm wondering, does this guy need some help? Like, what is happening here with him? So the, the latest is, he Chandler Jones is claiming that the, the Raiders sent um, Las Vegas crisis response teams to his home. 
he took pictures of badges and you know nameplates and yeah and he's throwing everything on social media his his the fact that the fact their default method is always let me let me throw it out on social media then i then i take it off like um uh, you know and claiming it's bs uh he's away from the team right now and then at one point he sort of through like this veiled threat out there. Like if they don't let me play this week, uh, you know, there's more coming. There's more coming like a, like a, a ransom or something like that. I don't know what's going on here. I, I don't either. That's one of the more bizarre things uh, that I've seen. And, and when he, when he put that tweet out there attacking uh, the head coach, the GM, um, that's when the organization uh, threw up the flag and said, hey, we got to get to this guy. What, what the heck is going on here? Right. When he had just said, I'm looking forward to the season and so on and so forth, all of a sudden he goes off the deep end like this. And basically, to me, it's like the Raiders saying, uh, he might need some help here. We need to get him. He might need some help. Yeah. Now, if he stands by his threat, if they don't let me play this week, more is coming. Now you're talking about damage control when all you want to do is try to focus on playing football. Yeah. You know, who knows what he might say next? Uh, does it feel like he's going to play another game for the Raiders to you? I don't know. But what if there is some truth to what he could reveal next? Yeah, I'm yeah I guess. Could I, be I guess so. Yeah. Could be ramblings like we just saw. But what if he starts revealing some truths about what's going on with the coach, with the GM? Now you really – uh, between a rock and a hard place if you're that organization because your total focus now is split yeah. between trying to get ready for that next opponent and doing damage control of something an employee said. Yeah. Uh, Mike Evans, we told you that he imposed the deadline here uh, to, to get a deal done. He's entering the last year of his deal or else he's, he's going to walk. Uh, he met with the media Thursday, um, you know, and, and discussed anything. He said, look, my agent set the deadline. Uh, obviously, you've been working with them for a year now trying to get something done. Any player in my position would want to be solidified and secured, whether the deal is done or not. Either way, I'm looking forward to having a great year. You know, he, he's handling it professionally. He said ownership and management are doing what they feel is best for the team and the team's future. I'm doing what's best for me and my future right now that's playing some good ball. Nine straight years, 1,000-yard season says it enough in itself. And when you look at the different quarterbacks he's had to play with, and he still achieved that goal. And I would be surprised, even with whether it's Mayfield or Trask back there, he should have another 1,000-yard season. And I don't blame him, but I love the fact of how professionally he's going about his business. Mm-hmm. He's not talking about holding up, not talking about being disruptive. He says, I expect to go out and have another great season. you know. And the org- it's on the organization now because he's not going to look bad. No. He goes out and has another phenomenal season. The organization is going to look bad if they let this guy walk after this season. If they let him walk, that tells me a wide receiver in the 2024 draft is going to be a high priority for that organization. I agree. And look, he knows that, right? He, he knows if he goes out there and plays well and he says, to, hey, what do you want me to do? Ten straight years of a thousand yards? I, I mean, I can't do anymore. It, it makes the Niners or the, the Niners, the Bucks look really bad. It yes. does. If yes. he ends up walking. I agree. With you. And, and by the way, the, the guy's a model citizen, too. He doesn't. There's no issue no. with Mike Evans. Um the other name that we should have probably brought up, I brought up Reddick and you, you brought up TJ Watt. The other name we, we probably should have brought up when it came to what Bosa got paid, Micah Parsons. Oh, oh think oh. about the way he's going to break the bank on the Cowboys. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. 
He's another one, man. And he talked about it today. He said he told the uh, Fort Worth Star-Telegram, super happy for Nick Bosa. I uh, really showed why he was the best player in the league last year. It gives you something to chase, man. And not in terms of his contract, but in terms of how great he was. If you study his mindset and how patient he was and let the game come to him, he knows uh, that I'm coming for him as well. He even said, I won this year, and I know you'll be coming for it next year. And I said, you're damn right. Uh, it's going to be good to chase. Anyway, so he's that's that's the other one. That's the other big you know, pin to, to drop here, too. Well, think about it. He's had 26 and a half sacks in just two seasons in the NFL. If he has double-digit sacks again, three consecutive years, isn't he the next one to get paid? You would think. And, and then right? you look at the 49ers. 49ers have already set the groundwork for what's to come. Exactly. Um, you know what? We, we chastise Jerry Jones for a lot, and rightfully so. But Jerry Jones is not bashful about spending money Yeah. when it comes to spending money, whether it's wisely or not. Jerry Jones will spend the money. Well, they, they, cannot, they cannot be that naive to think um, that they're going to let this guy walk in the prime of his career. Cannot. Now, yeah, and Tyler asked, how are they going to pay him? It's a good question. I mean, is this where, I don't know, they move on from Dak to save some money? I don't know. I don't know how they're going to end up doing it. They're going to have to restructure. They have to do a lot of the things that Howie Roseman does to get creative. Yeah, you know? you're going to see a number of people being asked to be restructured contracts, so on and so forth. But – you know, Stephen Jones, they know. They already know. If this kid has another phenomenal year like he's had his first two, he was the defensive rookie of the year also, you got to pay him. Mm-hmm. You got to pay this dude. Yeah, He's the type of player you build a defense around. Right. Oh, for sure. You know, For sure you do. I mean, he's so versatile. There's so many different things that he can do uh, for you. It's, it's uh, you know, it's flat out amazing. All right. Um, beyond that, th- this is not promising, Derek, if you're a Rams fan. So Cooper Cup, um, there's talk that there may be nerve damage involved in this hamstring, which would tell me it's probably something, you know, the back, you know, with in, in through, you know, through the the glute into the hamstring, which happens when if you have a pinched nerve, anybody's ever had it. I have. Yeah. It, it goes right, it can go yeah, right down into like, your legs, man. Yes. It's no joke. You know? Um, that's a shame if that's what it is. They're considering the IR for him potentially. I, I've ne- I've not heard of nerve damage associated with a hamstring, even with a hamstring tear. Yeah, I haven't heard about this n- nerve damage, and that explains why he he's seeking outside specialist information in terms of how to combat this thing. Right. But you're right. If it's that severe, uh, he's going to be an IR. It may cost him a season because you're not just coming back from that. If there's nerve damage involved, when you think about what he has to do with, with his legs, the push off, the cuts, uh, full full sprint. And, you know, you're not talking about a muscle just healing. Now you're talking about affecting the nerves as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can't wait to hear. It's a shame, too, because he's a, a phenomenal receiver. Um, I, I, I can't wait to hear what what what, what the uh, medical experts say behind this now. Yeah. Uh, because that does not look good, not just for him, but for the Rams in terms of being a limited office, uh, offense in terms of weapons as it is. I agree. Uh, that's, a, that's a worrisome one. And that, that doesn't – you know, like we always talk about an ankle or something like that. All right, that's going to heal up. These are the kind of things that linger, you know, and and come back on you. That's yeah. too bad. Uh, let's stay with the Rams for a minute. Matthew Stafford says he has no issue with – you remember the comments that his wife made that he has trouble oh, yeah. relating to the younger guy? He yeah. basically chalked it up too. She's – she's having a little fun with me. It was more taking a shot at me than it was the players and all that, you know, he, he downplayed it 
and, and just said it was nothing. Yeah, nothing to sweat there. Why is that still even a story? I know it. It was it was cute for a moment. Yeah, but why are they still talking about that out there? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's I I guess it just came up again. Who 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 knows what the what the purpose of it is? Jeez. Um, Derek Carr feeling very confident. Likes the offense. Likes the weapons. Likes what's going on in New Orleans. Um, said I feel very confident. Uh, I told the team's website uh, that is one thing about me. I'll never lose confidence, whether it goes really great or doesn't go so great. I believe in myself and believe in what I can do. But we put a lot of work in since phase one in April and all the way through through now. And they're they are they are definitely on the the watch list of interesting teams, Gunner. Yes, that, that New Orleans yes. team for sure. That that schedule they have is is weak. Um, and if they're healthy and even and once they get Kamara back as well, you know, after he serves that three game suspension, look out for the Saints. You know, look out. Now they they can beat up on weak opponents all they want. And you got to worry about playing the big boys when it comes time. And I'm talking about the Eagles, the Cowboys. Yep. You know, Detroit, whoever the case may be, Vikings, whoever the case may be. But to get to the finish line, they're in a great position to get to the finish line and have double-digit wins and possibly get home field advantage. No, listen, no doubt. I mean, it's it's they're fortunate. They get to play in one of those divisions where there aren't – it's not – it shouldn't be a big challenge. I mean, it doesn't compare to the NFC East, that's for sure. Exactly. Uh, or, or most <laughs> – the three divisions in the AFC, which are all nasty, you know, by their own right. Uh, um, all right, a couple other things uh, to hit here. Speaking of comfort level, so Dak says his comfort in the offense is at an all-time high in Dallas. Uh, you know, changes, of course, Mike McCarthy taking over, Kellen Moore out, no Ezekiel Elliott. They add Brandon Cooks, uh, but he said, you know, definitely ready to start the season, no doubt, you know, whatever. But he's he feels good about where things are. Um, and he, look, he's had a lot of success against the Eagles. The question for Dak is, a, can he not turn the ball over as much? And B, how good can he be in the postseason? That's that's self-motivation for Dak, and rightfully so. I mean, if you're considered the franchise, uh, the face of that franchise, and your owner makes this unbelievable national headline news move, doesn't consult you, doesn't give you a heads up, it's coming, nothing. Then a few days later says, I don't have to ask anybody anything. It's my team. I can do what I want. Yeah. That's a, that's a level of disrespect. If I'm Dak, I'm thinking, okay, that's telling me they don't have the utmost confidence in me based on what happened to me last season, you know, after yeah. what I've given this organization. Yeah. Okay, so it's on me now to go out and prove people wrong. Yeah, I I, this, I don't want to say make or break, but this is a very, very important year for him. It is. Yeah, no guaranteed you know, money after this year? Right, exactly right. Exactly right. Uh, Micah Hyde will, uh, will practice today. Um, he's come back from a back injury and there was some question whether or not he was going to be able to play in their game and, uh, on Monday night, but he is good to go, uh, according to everybody involved there. So that's big. We know how big that is for them. One of my favorite safeties in a game, uh, smart, heady, uh, great hitter, good tackler, good lateral pursuit. Um, you know, just a phenomenal player. He lost a valuable time last year to injury. Um, and, and that affected that defense, obviously, with, between him and Von Miller being out. Yeah. Um, you know, you back, you, you if he's back there with, with Jordan Poyer, uh, man, you, uh, it's you're hard pressed to come up with a better 
one-two combination at the safety spot in the NFL. When those two are right, they're as good as anybody in the league. And for a long time, too. They played well yes. for, for a long yes. time together. That's uh, Yeah, that, you're right. That's a very formidable duo. All right, I look, I don't blame Josh Harris. I, I think he's keeping it real here. He was asked about Ron Rivera's job security, and he said, look, we have to win. You know, we all have to deliver wins here or else there are going to be changes. Well, I was telling the truth. I appreciate that. I mean, look, he's not BSing and he's, you know, this is what it is. It's pretty cut and dry. You don't spend that kind of money and just say basically things are status quo. Right. That's not why you jumped into this arena. You jumped into the arena because it's a dream come, come true for you to be able to buy a team that you grew up watching. You understand the public outcry of the fan base, a prideful pa- fan base that wants to put a winner on the field again. Um, and you put everybody on notice. I don't blame him one bit. You know, Ron Rivera has been there, what, four years? And what has he done? His first season, he had a winning record with a losing record, won a division with a losing record. Mm-hmm. Okay. Ever since then, it's been downhill for that organization. I Ron- agree. Yeah, I agree. Like, can you put some of this on dysfunction of, of, of what he was dealing with? Sure, you can. Absolutely. But. At the end of the day, we all know this. It doesn't matter what you do in life. Sometimes there are real excuses for the for the reason why things failed, but it doesn't matter. You're still gonna they're they're gonna be somebody's gonna be on the chopping block, you know, for it. And and that's just the way it is. And you know, you could see turnover with the coach, you could see a new quarterback if Sam Howell doesn't get the job done. You can yeah. see a lot of changes in Washington if yeah. that's the case. You know, this is this is a desperation mode for this team. They're excited about the prospects. Uh, they have a, they have one of the better offensive coordinating minds in the game. They have a young quarterback who they feel good about. You've got the weapons on the outside. Uh, you've got a good front uh, on defense. You have the pieces to win. Now you have to go out and do it. Mm-hmm. But you've got to leapfrog past those other three teams in your division as well as the other uh, heavyweights you have on your schedule. Yeah. Um, Ron Rivera is not in an enviable position right now going into a new season with an unknown commodity at quarterback and the type of schedule they have. Yeah. But for Josh Harris to come out and say, hey, we got to win. We need to make changes. I don't blame him one bit. Nope. Nope. Uh, again, uh, very much in the in the mode of keeping it real. All right, Joe Burrow. I'm surprised, Derek, they, the, that the Bengals did not get something done with it. I guess I shouldn't be shocked by their history. They're generally a pretty cheap organization. But yeah. Yeah. I didn't think we'd get to this point where he's, he's you know, rolling into this year without uh, a deal done. But here we are. Uh, to his credit, he's just basically giving you the, Hey man, I'm, I'm not worried about it. I'm worried about what I have to do on the field. And if I, if I concentrate on anything else, I'm doing a disservice to myself and the team. Yeah. And and he's telling the truth. Yeah. Uh, That's why you have an agent to take care of those things. And he knows eventually going to come, you know, I'm sure, you know, human, human nature, we all want it done yesterday, Mm -hmm. but he knows it's going to come, you know, and he knows when it's done, it's going to be announced. He is now the new highest paid player in the game. You know, he's led to, this dude has gotten beat up the last two years. And yet he's led this team to a Super Bowl and the AFC championship game. Mm-hmm. You know, the Bengals, as cheap as they want to be, they understand his value. You don't get franchise quarterbacks like this every year. Right. And they have the guy they want in the fan base would would torch that facility if oh. they somehow mess this up with Joe Burrow. Yeah, that that one that is not something you want to mess around with it it really is not yeah Yeah, it is not and he look they know that uh Shaq Leonard has cleared uh concussion protocol for the Colts they need all the bodies they can get um so it looks like he will be a go on week one he had a tough 22 man he only played in three games 
uh, one start, 11 tackles. This guy's the real deal when he's healthy. Um, he was the 36th overall pick in 2018, but he's he's put up monster numbers. So uh, he's looking to get back healthy. They need him. They need all, him. All hands on deck in this situation. That's another team. You know, you're trying to change the complexion of the organization, new direction, new coach, new coaching staff, young, untested quarterback. Um, I just saw yesterday where Shane Steichen talked about how on the team's off day on Tuesday, uh, Richardson was in the facility for eight hours well, studying well. film, going over scenarios, you know, trying to be the best that he can be in his maiden voyage coming out this weekend. Yeah. That's what you want. That's what you want from your starting quarterback. You know? Amen. Amen. And, and look, they have a big challenge on their hands. They have yes, Jacksonville. Yes. Yeah, they do. That's not yeah. going to be an easy one. All right. Let, let's, let's run through just to give a quick reminder, Derek. And tomorrow we're going to go through, you know, about, about six, seven of the, of the big boy kind of games. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But let, let's just let people know what the games are this week. So tonight's game is a good game. It's the lions and the chiefs. Okay. That's an eight, actually eight twenty, Derek. That's buying you a little bit of time, man. To get to get the kids to sleep, <laughs> twenty more minutes maybe, just in they, case they're not going to sleep before nine thirty. All right, I'm, I'm I'm trying I'm trying to give you some hope here. I appreciate it, brother. All right, <laughs> then we have I'm just I'll start with the one o'clock's Carolina at Atlanta. You know I'm interested in that because I want to see how Bryce Young does. Yes, and I think Atlanta is better than people anticipate. So I'll, you know keep a keep an eye. I, on I it. want to see Ritter also. Yeah. Uh, this is a good game. Bengals and the Browns is a good one. Yes, sir. Uh, that's at Cleveland. Yeah. Yes, sir. That's going to be good. Deshaun Watson versus Burrow. Oh, that's going to be a good game. And Cleveland, I don't think Cleveland gets enough credit for the, the abundance of talent they have on that team on both sides of the football. Mm-hmm. Now that you have Deshaun Watson a year further along in this offense, um, I can't wait to see what it looks like. Same, same. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then as we mentioned, Jacksonville at the Colts. Tampa, Minnesota doesn't really move the needle much for me, to be honest with you. Eh. Uh, Tennessee and New Orleans is a pretty good game. It's a pretty good game. Tennessee, New Orleans. And where's that game? It's in New Orleans, yeah. Woo, man, that's a good one. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I'm really excited for this one. Okay. 49ers, Steelers. Oh, my goodness. Backyard brawl. That's going to be some bruising football right there in that game. You have you have Bosa and Watt on the field, same field. Mm-hmm. The two premier edge rushers on the field. Yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness! And this will be a, you know good test for both of those quarterbacks, right? Pickett yes. now in his second year. Yep. Uh, what's he going to do against the Niners defense? And then conversely, Purdy against that Steeler defense. Two young quarterbacks against two attacking style defenses because both of these teams love to attack with extra men. Yeah. So that's going to be a great test. Oh man, I wish I wish we could see that one. What time is that game? That's the one. So you can see that one. I mean, if you're if you're in place for your for your pre and post, you can you can watch it. Yeah. That should be the Sunday night game. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, I'm not complaining oh. about the Cowboys and the Giants, but that would be a good Sunday night. Yeah, I agree. Uh Arizona, Washington. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Uh Houston, Baltimore. I, I, I want to see what Stroud looks like. You know. I want to see what a D'Amico Ryan's defense looks like in Houston. Yeah, yeah, true. And Stroud, you're right, and Stroud. But uh, D'Amico, uh, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, you're just gonna say, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm in agreement with you. Like, I want to see, I, see, I want to see what the all the rookies do. So I, whether it's that, I, I'm interested in D'Amico too because I want him to do well. Um, what else? Green Bay at Chicago. That this is where we need to see Chicago start to show that they're more than just fields running around. And good test for Jordan Love. 
Well, um, Green Bay's got one of the better secondaries in the league, so it's going to be a good test in their passing game. Yep. Um, and you have a younger Justin Fields versus an older Jordan Love, but Fields has more game experience than Love. True. Um, so that's going to be a good test. Plus, it's the oldest rivalry in, in the NFL. It's the old, they've played more games against each other than anybody else. So, And both teams are, are basically playing second tier right now to Detroit and to Minnesota. So you want to get it off on a good foot. And plus, you know, Matt LaFleur last three years has lost his opening games. He's gotten smacked. They've gotten smacked good in their opening games. Yeah, they have. So LaFleur is trying to change that complexion uh, with, a, with a bunch of kids playing wide receivers, untested quarterback. Oh, that's going to be. That's going to be interesting. And it's in Chicago, too. It's in Chicago. Uh, this one, I'm, I'm in. Uh, how about uh, the Raiders and the Broncos? This game's in Denver. Yeah, yeah. New head coach, new quarterback for the other team. Yep. Both teams have talent, although Broncos have lost two two good receivers to the receiving core. Yeah. So that hurts. But, you know, a whole new direction for these teams with quarterbacks and a head coach in the same division. Yes. Yeah, man, that, that's you – know, you, you really outside of one game, you haven't really talked about a bad matchup yet. Yeah, not a, not many duds here, not, you know for sure. And then I'm into the 425s now. The Eagles, of course, at the Patriots. This is an excellent one. This one really appealing. How about the Dolphins at the Chargers? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, coast East Coast versus West Coast. Yep. You know, and two young uh, quarterbacks, both loaded with talent, both loaded with good defensive personnel. Mm-hmm. This could be one of those 35-30 type games. Yeah, agreed. Like, whoever has the ball last could, could be the last man standing. Yep. Uh, all right. Beyond that, we got a couple other ones here. Good, good ones as well. Um, Rams, we'll see, at Seattle. Eh, it's okay. It's okay. Uh, I don't know. All right. Sunday night, Dallas at uh, New York. We talked about that. That's a Giants. Yeah. Yep. And then – and then another game be turned around and played at the same place on uh, on Monday. You got Buffalo taking on the Jets. So that's that's how you you close man. things out on uh, Monday night. That's nice. That, that first week slate, man, is a great way to open the season. Fans can't wait. They're at a fever pitch from football. You know, you've got great uh, divisional rivalry games on tap. Uh, high, potential high scoring games on tap. You got man. You got some great matchups week 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 one. Man, do you ever? Uh, and and Joey B, uh, who who is in the Denver area, says the yeah. tickets are going for seven hundred a seat. Oh, for the Colorado Nebraska game. That is the Dion effect right there. Oh, and yeah. I just saw I just saw on Twitter also Twitter slash X that two more Colorado games have been sold out. Two more home games have been sold out. Wow, dude, that team is printing money right now after one game. Yeah, it's it's genius. I mean, bringing him in from from a from a program. And 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 financial standpoint has been genius. They were t- completely irrelevant. Nobody even cared or knew anything. Now it's it's all in all the time. They they had great numbers in their in that twelve o'clock game Saturday. The, yes. That number the, the numbers were through the roof, like, like seven point six million. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and the fact I can't get over the fact they hired Dion, knowing they didn't have the money to pay him. Right, but they were so confident just bringing in Dion would generate the money and they've already raised almost all the money to pay him. Yeah, it was brilliant. The the AD I'm deserves worried. yeah, the AD deserves a lot of credit. A lot of credit. You know, they say desperate men seek desperate measures and that's what they did. And so far so good. Tell me what you think. Um I know it's one game, but just 
think just to look at it for a little bit, if they end up having a, a really successful year, maybe they lose two or three games or whatever. I don't know what it's going to look yeah. like ultimately, but how long is Dion there before he goes to the pros? Yeah, that's a good point. Maybe, maybe three years, maybe. Yeah. yeah. I, I think three is maxing it. If he's, if he's playing well, if they're well, playing well, let's face it. Um, he lives in Texas. There's three big programs. Well, if you, if you, if you, Include like the SMUs, uh, you know, you've got Texas, Texas A&M, TCU. You got a, you got Houston. You got a lot of big programs down there in the state yeah. of Texas, you yep. know, that yep. would appeal to him. And there's schools that have deep pockets, you know. So if he proves this medal over a two or three year span, and you know, and he decides he wants to get closer to home, yeah. The money he's going to be paid is ridiculous. It is. It is. All right, let's uh, let's hit it, Gunner. We'll come back. We'll we'll circle back to the birds. We'll dive into some movies, some birthdays. Uh, a, a women's college hoops coach gets paid. So we will get into all those kind of things. Don't go anywhere. He's Derek Gunn. I'm Rob Ellis. We are Sports Take. Right back. own a company and you're not producing a podcast you're missing out the public consumes messaging when they're ready join the professional podcast network of companies and let jacob media partners put you in the podcast arena come to our professional studio or we'll come to your place of business and professionally produce your company podcast call jacob media right now at 267-261-3428-267-261-3428 Here, imaginations run wild and time stands still. Because here, you can find the best of the Jersey Shore all on one five-mile island. So leave the old you behind and get lost in the woods. Southeastern PA in Delaware with Colony Pools this football season. And let the experts close your pool with a custom Merlin safety cover in green for the birds. And if you join our winter watch team, we'll give you another 20% off and Colony Pools will handle it all. Keep your tiles on your pool, not in your pool. Fly with Colony right now, birds fans. Visit flywithcolony.com.
E-A-G-L-E-S. Eagles. Final segment of the program. That's Derek Gunn. I'm Rob Ellis hanging out with you. All right, Derek. Uh, LSU women uh, won a national title back in April. Uh, they have locked up their coach who came over from Baylor, Kim Mulkey. She gets a 10-year, $32 million deal. Um, still awaiting approval of their board of supervisors. But uh, if it if everything goes off without a hitch, that's the richest total contract. Not necessarily per year, but over the length, getting that many years. Yep. Um, Gino Ariema, all the usual suspects that you would think, right? Uh, Dawn Staley. She agreed to a seven-year, $22 million deal in October of 2021. She earned an estimated $3 million this past year. Uh, so, you know, Mulkey in, in, in very good territory there with those two, man. All you have to do is win one national championship and you get paid. So, yep. you know, you know that, that was a school um, that had been devoid of championships in a women's program for a long time. All of a sudden she comes along and turns everything around. And kudos to the university for acknowledging that and respecting her enough to let her know, we don't ever want you to leave, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I believe, wasn't she uh, an uh, alumni of, of LSU or didn't she? Yeah, she and she's there? from like the Baton Rouge, I believe, or Louisiana area. And she wanted to get back there ultimately. Yeah. So yeah. You, 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 I guess you can go home and make mm-hmm. good, you know, yep. so yep. good for her. Plus that team's loaded. They're going to be, they're going to be right back again next year. You know, no, I'm yeah. not saying they're going to win it when you've got UConn and South Carolina to deal with, because those teams have been perennial winners, you know, for a while. But they're going to be right back in the thick of things again next year. I agree. Yeah, th- those those three, the, the South Carolina, Connecticut, uh, Iowa is going to bring back uh, Caitlin Clark. It's going to be a fun year in, in women's college hoops, man. It's going to be going to be really, really good. Uh, this was weird. I don't know if you saw this one. You remember how forever wide receivers in the NFL had to wear number 80 to 89? Yeah. yeah. Now they, they, you know, they a few years ago they moved off that, thankfully. Right. <laughs> And the receivers were always balking about it. They wanted the single digits and all that. But there's scientific research that that backs up that players look better when they wear lower numbers. Like, this is actually a thing. It, it was done at UCLA. Found that the perception can be influenced by the associations made between numbers and size through the brain's cognitive process. Who does these studies? I mean, what are we, are we paying for this in some way? So the smaller the number, the more likely the subject was to perceive a slimmer player. What? I I mean, what are we doing here? You know what I mean? What's going on? I don't know. Randy Moss looked pretty slim wearing double digit numbers. Jerry Rice looked pretty slim, you know? Oh God. Really? I don't know. I I don't know what to make. You didn't pay. You're getting paid for these kind of studies. (laughs) Really? Like this is who there was somebody who actually commissioned this study. That yeah, we, exactly. needed, we needed this in some way. What get commissioned me to do stuff like that? Oh God. All right. Anyway. I'll, I'll come up, I'll come up with bogus stats like that. Hey, you're gonna pay me handsomely to come up with stuff like oh, this? I'll do so, it. It's so bad. All right. Um let, let's hit a couple other things. So Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, this is no surprise, are the consensus Super Bowl favorites. Um, Caesar Sportsbook has the Chiefs at six to one to win the Super Bowl uh, going into this morning. Uh, Mahomes is six to one favorite to win the regular season MVP. Joe Burrow is seven to one. 
Uh, fourth time the past two years, the Chiefs have entered as the Super Bowl favorites. The Bills were the preseason Super Bowl favorites last year. Uh, Kansas City six to one odds are comparable uh, to those previous seasons. The Eagles, uh, uh, where are they? Are fifteen to two uh, odds wise. Um, so that's kind of where they're at. Uh, FanDuel uh, says that more bets have been placed on Philadelphia to win the Super Bowl than any other team. Okay, kind of okay. interesting. All right. Uh, San Francisco. So it would it would be the Chiefs, the Eagles, the Niners, the Bills, and the Bengals. There's your top five. Okay. I can't really argue with any. I'm I'm, I'm there. I have, I have no problem with that. You yeah. know, you know, you still you're still the king of the hill until somebody knocks you off the hill. And like I said, you know, I can't can't say it enough. Anytime that man Mahomes is on the center, magic happens. You know strange things that we end up talking about on shows across the country happen with this dude yeah. on the center. Can they be beat? Definitely. I think that AFC is so balanced. You know, there's a team out there and it starts with Cincinnati. That's not going to fear Kansas city and can go toe to toe with them at some point mm-hmm. um, and possibly in a playoff game. Um, but, but when you look at, when you look at this team, they've been to what two of the last three Super Bowls. Mm-hmm. Your 27-year-old quarterback has already won two MVPs. You know, I'm not betting against him. No, and you have a future Hall of Fame coach. So, future Hall of yeah. Fame coach. I'm not betting against him. So here, here's something else that uh, you wish you maybe would have jumped on this prior to the trade. So the Jets, before they made the move to get Rodgers, were 200-1 yeah. to 1 long shots to win the Super Bowl. Okay. Rightfully they're now, so. They're now 16-1. to 1. Okay. Rightfully so. All right, man. There's a whole lot of people jumping on this Jets hype train. I'm telling you, you know, and and you can't can't argue against them, man, because what they've assembled this offseason is is phenomenal. You know, Um, they were a great defense let down by a mediocre offense. Um, If they had more of an offensive present, they could have easily had a winning season last year. Mm -hmm. Now they got their one X factor under center that they need and do. Watching this dude throw the ball on oh. videos we've seen and, and is ridiculous, man. He's like rejuvenated, like a kid in a candy store again. Yeah, yeah. No. I, I I hear you on that. Um, all right, so let me give you a couple other things. The Texans and the Cardinals are the biggest Super Bowl long shots. They're both at 200 to 1. I picked the Texans over the Cardinals. <laughs> I would too. I would, yes, I would too. Uh, a DraftKings spokesperson told ESPN the company receives an $89 bet on a Texans Cardinals Super Bowl at 10,000 to one odds. That thing pays off pretty nicely if that's who it ends up being. If that would happen, you realize, and you wouldn't even have to put a lot of money. No, 89 bucks. 70, and what's the payout on that? 10,000 to one. Dude, I'd walk walk away from everything in life and just chill out on my patio deck for the rest of my life. That's it. I, I listen. I agree. Uh, 49ers are the largest division favorites. At, okay. you know, I don't get that one. They're they're minus either. 185 to win the West. Seattle's not that bad. I don't get that either. I'm surprised by that a little bit. Interesting. Um, Jaguars are minus 175 to win the AFC South. Okay. Chiefs minus 170 to win the AFC West. Eagles minus 140 to win the NFC East. Okay. So, you know, I mean, like that's the only one I would, you know, and again, I, I just, I think Seattle can give possibly the Niners a run for their money. I think the Eagles, certainly the Cowboys can give them a run for their money. I, the others, you know, I see that. I can see it. Um, 
I think Seattle's gonna uh, uh, gonna shock a lot of people. Yeah. I really do. Um, with the improvements they've made by way of the draft, free agency, um, and 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 Pete Carroll is a heck of a coach. I don't think he gets enough credit for what he has done with that organization. You know, obviously he had Russell Wilson for years, but he is a good coach, and they've got a team that can compete. They went nine and eight with a defense that was like last in the league. Now what can they do? Bobby Wagner's back. You know, Jamal Adams, uh, when he gets right, when he's healthy. You know, you look at how they drafted. Uh, Woolen is 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 a, is a oh, baller. He is. He's the real deal. Reed Woolen is a baller, flat-out yep. baller. Yep. You know, um, I can't wait to see them play, man. I think I think they're going to shock the people. And they may shock people when it comes to the second season also. Oh, for sure. I agree with you. I agree with you. Look, I, yeah, it's, it's a matter. Can Geno go into uh, – you know, a road game in an NFC championship game or whatever and, and win, you know, and it's not all him. I get it, but I'm saying, you know, the, the quarterback is so critical in those kind of situations. So mm. that's going to be one of the biggies to, to keep your eye on. That's for sure. All right. Ready to do some birthdays. Let's roll. Let's do it. Uh, Easy E of NWA fame was born on this day in 1964. Godfather uh, gangster rap. Yep. Uh, if you ever watch that movie, uh, it's it's uh, it's pretty amazing. It's oh, pretty absolutely. Amazing. The story. Oh my goodness, yes. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Evan Rachel Wood, actress, thirty six years old today. Buddy Holly, uh, singer, would have been. Geez, he would have been eighty seven today. Yeah, yeah born in nineteen thirty six. Chad and Elizabeth, yeah. huh? Died way too long. Yeah, he was 22 or 23 in a plane crash. Yeah, plane crash, yeah. Man, terrible. Uh, Shannon Elizabeth, the actress, uh, 50 years old today. Well, you know who that is, right? American Pie, man. Yeah. What, what scene are you talking about? <laughs> you know what scene I'm talking about. <laughs> yes. Yes, sir. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. All right. Uh, Jonathan Majors, uh, who, who was actually phenomenal in, uh, in Creed, what was it? Creed three, um, and a bunch of other things, but he got a little trouble with the law too. So I don't know kind of where things stand with that, but he's 34 yeah. years old. Yeah. Uh, Jonathan Majors, Chrissy Hind, who was the, who is the lead singer of the pretenders is 72 years old today. Uh, Peter Lawford, the actor uh, from back in the day was born this day, 1923, Kevin Love. Kevin Love is 35 years old today. Uh, Kevin Love still playing. Uh, Ilya Kazan, the the great director, was born on this day, 1909. Uh, Donovan Mitchell, Spida, Spida Mitchell is 27 today. Leslie Jones, the actress comedian, is 56 today. Corbin Birdson uh, is 69 today. The actor it was Major in League. Major League. Yep. Yeah, played Dorn on the third baseman. Angie Everhart, actress, 54 years young today. John Paul Getty, who was a philanthropist, uh, yeah. was born on this day, 1932. Oliver Hudson, who's Kate Hudson's brother, who was Goldie Hawn's son. Actually, he's also an actor, is 47 today. Gloria Gaynor, I will survive, is seven is 74 today. Hey, don't do that again. I know, I pulled a muscle. You, doing that. you might hurt something. I think, oh, hold on a second. All right, I'll get I'll get through it. Uh, Alyssa Diaz, actress, is thirty eight years old today. Uh, Michael Emerson mm -hmm. is, is an actor, a very good actor. He's sixty nine today. Sugar Shane Mosley, yeah, fifty two years young for Sugar Shane. 
Champion in three weight classes. Yeah, what a career. What a career, man. Uh, Paul Brown. Paul Brown, yeah. former owner, coach of uh, of the Cincinnati Bengals, 1908. Thomas Everett Scott, actor, 53 years old today. Actress Diane Farr, 54 years old today. Any other uh, birthdays? Catch your eye, D-Gun. Oh, man, we got Dean Charles Chapman from Game of Thrones is 26 on this day. J.P. Morgan Jr., American finance executive and banker, was born on this day in 1867. Mm-hmm. Susan Blakely from this miniseries Rich Man, Poor Man, 75 today. Anthony Quayle. Uh, played Lawrence in Arabia uh, and even Born Identity Hmm. was born on this day uh, in 1913. Jermaine Stewart, um, singer, uh, was born on this day um, in 1957. Johanna Von Trapp of the famous Von Trapp family, born on this day in 1919. Uh, Burt Jones, former quarterback. Yeah, Colts. Uh, 72 now. 72 now. Good, good player. Uh, Antonio McDice. Uh, oh, yeah, the, good career. Second player taken overall in 1995 is 49 on this day. One of my favorite coaches of all time, Al McGuire, who led Marquette University to their only national championship, 1977, and he shocked the Marquette fan base when he announced during that season that he was stepping down as a coach huh. to become an executive for some company and he wins it all with, with Butch Lee and Jerome Whitehead and this team. And then he stayed with that company less than a year when he got out of the company. That's great. It's crazy that he did it during the year. And then during and then the basically season. called a shot, won it, and, and walked. And walked and didn't even stay with the company he went to. That's crazy. I, I didn't yeah. know he did it during the year. And then and then goes on to be one of the all-time great analysts in, yes. in college basketball. Unbelievable. Yeah, uh, Patrick Robinson of Eagles fame in 2017. Huge interception, kidding yes, me? Against Minnesota, uh, yeah. he's 36. He's the one that interception triggered the landslide in favor of the Eagles against that the game was was very you know Nip we didn't know tuck. where that game was going at that yeah. point. Yeah, I agree. Um, former boxer Donald Curry, uh, welterweight champ and light middleweight champ, 62. Yep. Uh, Jacques Lemaire, uh, the Hall Jacques of Fame Lemaire. hockey player coach. Yep. What's his name? Jacques Lemaire. Jacques Lemaire. You know, he won eight Stanley Cups. Yeah. He was all with Montreal. Mm-hmm. They were know? dominant, man. They were dominant. And then finally, uh, who did I miss? Philadelphia native, Bartram High School alum, Eric Williams, who played most of his career with the Dallas Cowboys, is 55 in his day. I believe he still lives in Delaware. He Good lived call. in Delaware for a long time. Is that where he's at? Yeah. No, I didn't yeah. know that. Okay. Uh, he was a heck of a player, man. When they had him and they had Larry Allen at Stavnoski oh. and that crew, jeez. I mean, that, that line was loaded. Yeah, they did a really good job drafting with that with that bunch, that's for sure. Uh, all right, good ones. Good ones, D-Gun. Yeah. Um, all right, movies. Not not a ton here. Not a ton, but a couple. Right. Uh, 310 to Yuma was like very good. Movie. Very good. Uh, two can play that game. Eh. Uh, 2001. Anna uh, uh, Karenia. Is yeah. uh, 2012. I didn't. I didn't see a whole lot else. Did you? Was there uh, like? Movie I liked was uh, movie Peppermint with uh, Jennifer Gardner. I didn't see that. Oh, you got to see that one. That's a good one. You'll like it. That's uh, 2018. She's like this uh, vigilante. Oh, uh, you like that? One. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the final score came out in 2018, and a movie I will not watch called The Nun. It's about. It's like one of these demon possessed type no, things. No, no thanks. No. Came out in 2018. That's okay. it. 
Okay. Yep. All right. Yeah. I mean, like I said, the, the, I don't know, man, maybe it's because like it, it's back to school and all that. Maybe, maybe the, the movie, maybe the production houses or whatever didn't view it as a good time for movies. Yeah. September stinks. It sucks. Yeah. You know, yeah. with movies, it's crazy how, how, how bad it was. Yeah. Um, all right. Anyway. So here's what we have, Derek. Tomorrow. Tomorrow will be our last show before the actual game itself. We, you know, with sports take. I know you'll be doing pre and post, but uh, we're going to get you. We're going to cover this thing soup the nuts uh, as far as the game goes and soup every little facet. Nuts. Yes, every little facet involved. Uh, we will. We will get you set for the game. Uh, let me just see where the line. See if that line has moved. Uh, let's see. I don't think it has. I think it is staying firm right now uh, as we speak. And uh, correct, it is. All right. So the line. Okay, it's at four. That's where it's been. Okay, all right. So four. Anyway, so we'll get you set for the game. Uh, both sides of the ball. Look at the Patriots a little bit more. Dig into it a little bit more, and then uh, as well as all the big games. And we kind of went through the some of the games today, but we'll we'll go a little bit harder into them as well. And uh, Philly starting their series with the Marlins also. So that we're on the cusp of, and we'll and we'll look back at tonight's game too. So. Yep. We'll, we'll have all of that uh, and more and, and get you set, like I said, for the game itself because it's finally here. Uh, Phillies, uh, after that, it's going to be the Braves. Yeah, yeah, it's exciting. And, and the question will be, how much of the beginning of the game will D-Gun miss with the grandchildren? How much of the game will they cost him? That is what we're, we're it's all a, it's wondering. conspiracy, dude, I'm telling you. Okay. It's a conspiracy. Okay. All right. These little these little people, they're out to get me. That's, what do you call them? The militant midgets. Yes. The militant midgets. Uh all right. Uh thanks to everybody in the chat. You guys are the best. We appreciate you guys. Uh thanks to everybody streaming, everybody listening. Tone, Tone is back. Welcome back, my man. Welcome, T. Good to see you, my man. Glad you had a fun trip and uh fun hanging with you today. Uh good job as always. And coming up, don't go anywhere. You have the national football show. Uh, with Dan Cilio is coming your way for the next three hours. All right. Uh, for D gun, I am Rob Ellis. We'll see you guys. Same bat time, same bat channel tomorrow. Thanks for hanging out. We are sports take. mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.
Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.